If the work week is stressing you out and you're searching for a relaxing Sunday morning vibe, then come over and enjoy Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe with your host, Joey Stacks, as he takes you on a weekly journey for your soul that starts with a relaxing cup of Joe. So if you're in need of some great conversation with a splash of Neo Soul, then you're in the right place. So tune in as we catch a cool vibe with Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe. What up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to another episode of Sunday Mornings with a Cup of Joe. I'm your host, Joe, and today we got a special guest in the building, my homeboy, Demario Scott. What's going on, boss? What's up with you, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. I really appreciate you uh, having me on the show. Um, and I, I, the stuff that you told me about the show, man, I'm excited to hear more about it, but I'm glad I'm here. Oh yeah, for sure, man. When I, when I started thinking of my guests and thinking of guests to have on, and I was thinking about Guys I know that's in like a positive lane, guys that come from the struggle, that can relate, that can have some knowledge and information to pass down to others. Absolutely. I was like, man, I got to make sure I get my homie on here. So tell everybody what it is that you do. Man, what is it that I don't do is the question. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I went to school for mass media communication and business administration at Baker University. Um. Currently, when I, I'm a senior field development manager for um, a company called Norwex, and uh, my focus is uh, personal development and leadership development. Um, also, I'm a um, sales and marketing exec uh, for a company called DNG Visions. Um, it's a production company, um, and also I am a co-host for a show called Zine Live. Uh, we stream live on uh, Facebook, and it's like a, it's like a, you can consider it a talk show. Uh, we have live guests that come on, and you know we talk about relevant, uh, relevant, uh, uh, you know, like- not, not necessarily issues, but you know things that are going relevant. Converse we have relevant conversations, and you know, and we talk about you know growth and things like that as well. So, how many people uh, is it on the show? On which show? On the uh, Zine Live? Yeah. It's me and my co-host. And, and, uh, okay. We just we we have guests that come on the show. We, we talk to them. How long have you did that? Um. We did that. We think we did uh, over ten episodes, or ten shows. Um, we getting um, took a, not a break, but uh, just you know reevaluating some things uh, with the show, um, so that we can uh, you know we can come back this next season uh, with a new uh, with a new fresh uh, fresh approach. Okay, okay. So many many people might not know. So I've been knowing Demario for many years now. I met I met Demario in the early two thousands, um, as a part of a, as a part of a business and personal venture we was doing in Kansas City, <laughs> uh, with with Lost Entertainment and Demario, out music. yeah, Outcrowd Music, um, Kingpin Entertainment. It was like these guys. So when I first so. So let me give you a little backstory. So um, we started Lost Entertainment around 2006, seven ish, and the first big thing that we wanted to do was sign some people, work with some young artists, work with some young hungry people, and just so happened, Chill was a part of our label, our homeboy Chill, 
Eric from Kansas City, which is which is uh which is little yo right hand that used to always be with each other. Always <laughs> like I'm talking about like for real bros. And uh when Chill introduced us to Little Yo and everybody, it was amazing when I first met these guys. I never ever in my wildest dreams would have thought I would go to Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Both sides. What, what, okay, so tell me before I start, what side are you from? Man, I've lived on both sides. I graduated in Kansas City, Kansas, and then, you know, uh, after I got out of high school, then, you know, I moved over to Kansas City, Missouri, you know. Yeah, so I, uh, I was in, I moved to Kansas City in, in 2000 and 2001. Yeah, and when we first met you guys, it was amazing, man. Well, I have to admit that it was pretty amazing. Uh, Chill was around us for a long time, and he always used to say, "Man, yeah, I got some homies back at home, and we be doing like music stuff, and we do everything." <laughs> he he said we do everything. I know, I know, I know your listeners like, man, who is Little Yo? Man, yeah, was, yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, so so yeah, no, so we we so <laughs> this often happens with my guests too that I have. This this normally happens with our guests too that I normally have to tell everybody that my guest is also. My street homeboys, <laughs> and we also we all come from the you know we all come from the hood. So you know we all got nicknames. Yeah. I, I uh, one of my first episodes I talk about my struggle is I don't know what keeping my name Joy Stacks or changing it to Joe. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so like you like you like Diddy homie like you you always changing up. Hey yeah, I just love next. Yeah, hey man, I'm thinking about changing it to uh prosperity or something. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, just. Call me Prosperity P or something, you know what I'm saying? Just switch it up on them. Prosperity P. Just switch it up on them. But when we first met you guys, it was crazy because she was like, oh, yeah, I got a whole crew, and we they do everything. And I went down there to meet them, and when I tell you they did everything, man, these was the only young guys I ever met, man. They did seriously everything. They was like. Yeah. We had our hands in it. Yeah, literally everything. Oh, they was making T-shirts, making the music, doing the beats, Booking the shows, uh, taking the trips, hustling—they was doing everything. Like I'm talking about, and then the crew of like ten little guys, man. They want—they was for real, and they camaraderie and their passion for the music. It just drove us to develop a close relationship. And throughout the years, man, it's been like my little brother. Like uh, I have seen him absolutely change his life for the best. He always been a positive. He always been a business orientated young brother since I've been knowing him. He always was on his stuff. Like I remember, yo used to wake up earlier than everybody and go to work. He used to work two jobs. He used to work <laughs> two jobs at the same day at the same time almost. <laughs> it was amazing. No, for real, it was amazing seeing y'all grind. And um, what caught my attention was uh, the Casey Connect or. Uh, no, nah, it, it's just it's called the connect. The connect, okay. Uh, right. so explain to everybody what that is because that's the first time that I got a whiff of, I guess, your new direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because we were doing music for we, we did music for a while. Um, and I I just got a I had come to a point in my life where I was just like I need my I need my own lane. You know, I need you know I want to walk in my purpose. You know, I want to I want to do things the right way. You know, and, you know, I contemplated with myself for so long, but, you know, God, you know, and put some stuff on, you know, um, you know, that's when it comes to following your, you know, following your heart, following God's lead. And um, my heart is with the people. My heart is hoping and developing people. 
Um, and he had put it on my heart, you know, connect. And I, at first I didn't understand, I didn't know what it mean. I'm like, what, just connect this. But he was like, you know, building wealthy relationships with a variety of different people, uh, different races, different organizations, and utilizing the wisdom that he gives me to help them where they're at and to help them get to the next level. And the connect is it was at that time, I thought it was just maybe a, just a little talk show. And I, you know, I go around the city and, you know, go to different venues and interview artists and things, things like that. Um, Connect is actually an acronym. It's Community Outreach Nationwide Network Enterprise Knowledge Conglomerate. Okay. I know you're like, man, that sounds, that sounds like a lot, but that's what it is. But community it's all positive. Outreach. It was all positive words, though. That's what we like to hear. Absolutely. Community outreach means that. I'm connecting with those in the community from government officials to the school, you know, school directors, uh, all the way down to, to, to business owners and, you know, and from artists, you know, um, and it was, it, it is, um, not just a platform, but it's, 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 a, it's a form of, um, empowerment for people, you know, because once you interview somebody, um, you know, you, you, you it, it's empowering, you know, you, they feel, they feel important. And they're inspired, they're motivated, and at the same time, it's creating awareness about that particular thing that they're doing in their life, which is important to them. But now we're giving that same importance to a, a mass media, uh, not mass media, but a, a mass of people, um, and just creating more opportunities. And you know, over time, it just it started to develop so much. Uh, it, it's developed in so many different ways. And then you know, I was like, man, I want to. Then it put it on my heart, like I want a network. So eventually, one day, I will have. A network um, that will have, uh, you know, s- several different television stations, radio stations, um, and it'll be it'll just be and podcast. an unlimited type of reason. Yeah, it'll be everything. It'll cover everything, but it'll give a platform uh, for these different organizations to get positive exposure because the media nowadays is consumed with a bunch of negative, you know, things, Man. and you know we cloud out the things that are important. And that's true. And that's definitely true because in the media now, so in the media nowadays, I feel like it's a misrepresentation of black culture going on. Yes. I feel like it's a misrepresentation of black culture. I feel like within, and that's another reason why, uh, like I talked to Ryan about this in an episode that I'll air later on. I had to do a lot of editing, but I did did an interview with Ryan and I was talking about how I lost my passion to from be to be an artist you know because yeah. uh i had i had lost my passion to being an artist because i just felt like uh the misrepresentation of the black culture in the mass media uh yep. meet my artistry almost hinders it, it almost adds to the mis- misrepresentation you know even I though yep. even though i'm telling my story to uplift others or any other way i can painted to be like you know this is just me sharing my experiences it, right. it came to me that even even us sharing our experiences in the wrong way it's poison it, it could it could get miscommunicated to the ears that's you know what i'm saying that's ex- accepting yep. the information and you know yep. i i don't i'm not trying to promote more violence in the community you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to promote more you know we all gotta <laughs> hustle and stuff but we got to be smarter to find new, better ways to hustle. You know what I'm saying? We have to be yep, because it's nobody helping us out. So we got to really get on our job. You know what I'm saying? And that's another reason Absolutely. why I created, you know, this show. Uh, 
and you know i keep it audio kind of instead of video right now because i want to just keep it to the purest form of like sharing knowledge from ear to ear you know what i'm saying right that's like, a genius right there listening and um i wanted to tell you my first time seeing the connect man you blew me away i was like i was like man what which training did he go to because i need to go there man <laughs> your interview skills is on point your smile your presence on camera is tremendously excellent man i have to congratulate you on that man uh, appreciate that man also i seen i want to say that i seen you interviewing and at certain events that i felt that was real special to the culture Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? I seen you at black hair shows, black entrepreneur events, all women empowerment things. And I'm like, whoa, like, whoa, this ain't uh, yo MTV raps. <laughs> this ain't this ain't yo MTV raps, man. He, uh, <laughs> this is the real yeah. deal. And I watched a couple, I watched a couple episodes and stuff, and I seen you hosting some events, and it was like, man, I was really impressed, man. I was really That's impressed sure. how you could articulate yourself. Um, and just that presence you hold, man. You hold the presence of a strong black man. You feel me? Like a well-dressed, well-spoken black man. You know what I'm saying? And that's uh, Absolutely. that's needed to see. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's definitely. needed to see. Yeah. And I, I be wanting to share these stories with my uh, guests because I be wanting people to know, like, we all grew up trapping in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't, <laughs> yeah. that don't mean that we are not bigger individuals and we don't serve a bigger purpose you know yep uh, absolutely i wanted to talk about what you said uh you got into building wealthy relationships yeah how important is that to how important do you feel that is to the grand scheme of uh, empowering the black community is uh building healthy relationships what's important is something that i always say is you know sometimes it's not always about what you know but it's who you know building wealthy relationships has it I mean people they hear wealth and they think money mm -hmm. you know um which wealth is i mean that's a that's a part of wealth but if you get down to the core of what wealth is you know wealthy with people uh you know um when you're wealthy with people man man it's the possibilities are are are, are there's no limit on it there's no limit on it. And being wealthy in relationships, gaining a, a deeper understanding for, for cultures, gaining a different understanding for business, you know, you learn so much, you know, because you might be gifted at, um, you know, accounting and, you know, but there, there you may lack managerial skills, but you may know somebody in that particular field. And by connecting with them, you kind of swap, you kind of, you swap, they teach you how to, to manage, you know, this thing that you have and, and vice versa, they can learn from you. And like I said, I mean, it, that that scenario continues, it continues to evolve as you meet new people, you know, and I think that's that's a big issue with the culture now, you know, in, in this society, I mean, in this generation is because with everything is segregated now, you know, and I understand in certain certain situations, especially when it comes to race. I mean, it, it's it's challenging, but when you get to understand and, and when you get a deeper understanding for people and different, you know, and you continue to meet people, there's so many opportunities. Um, like that, you know, a simple hello can lead to a million things, you know, and I, it's just me. I think, I mean, I just me, I, I will, I'll go out one day and I'll just be by myself. I don't need a crew. I don't need a whole bunch of people with me. I mean, I have a conversation with a homeless man, you know, I look past the, the, the outer, 
you know what I'm saying? And I dig deep to like who that person is because I could be talking to, you never know who you talking to. It could be, be God in the flesh. You never know, you know, so just building wealthy relationships. I love people, man. I, I, that's just, that's, that's a passion. That's a part of my purpose is to connect with people and teach other people how to do the same thing. What, so what about you? So what about your upbringing? Spark that in you, spark that people person in you. Like, was this a point of your life that you realized, like, man, you know something? I like. Well, I mean, go ahead. Like, no, was it a point in your life where you was like, man, you know something? Like, I mess with people. Like, this is what I do. I'm comfortable with doing this, you know, because I, rem- I remember uh, when I first met you guys, you guys were all artists that had yeah. that had different hats. You know what I'm saying? You all mm-hmm. had artists that took care of y'all all was artists that performed, but you all took care of another business on the side. And you guys That's always it. you all you always did that. And um, I was wondering, like, growing up, did you know that you was a people person? No, I didn't, because as 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 a young kid i mean like third fourth grade i dealt with insecurity you know i always wanted to fit in i wanted to be like everybody else and you know my mom always constantly reminded me it's not gonna work son that's not who you are that's not who you're designed to be i thought things were wrong with me i wanted to fit in i wanted to you know i should i be tall or you know should i weigh this much should i look like this should i wear my clothes like this and i was basically imitating something that wasn't me and it never worked but I came to the realization that, you know, being comfortable in my own skin, God made me this way for a reason, you know, and some people may look, hey, he's corny or or he I don't like the way he does that. It doesn't matter. This is me. And over time, you know, when I was trying to fit in, it, it was it was stressful. But when I when I came when I became one with myself, I seen that this is what this is what people are attracted to. They are attracted to that spirit of just what God put inside of me. And, you know, that's just. It, it happened over time. It didn't happen overnight. It can you speak on? Can you speak on some of like some of the stresses that you talk about that um, that come from you, you know, um, that come from you being insecure and, and trying to fit in? Because a lot of people don't like to talk about that. Like a lot of people are so uncomfortable <clears throat> with sharing the insecurities or the ashamed feelings or trying to be somebody they not or trying to find themselves in a journey you take to find yourself a lot of people yeah. is not comfortable with sharing those stories so i wanted to know like what kind of stresses did you used to feel when you know you were trying to find a place to fit in you know what i'm saying like yeah <clears throat> well i mean I, I caught myself in a lot of messed up situations by trying to be something that i wasn't um you like for example so when you, as especially with teens nowadays trying to fit in, you, you end up doing stuff that, you know, you ain't supposed to be doing. Um, and just, it really, it starts from direction. You know, when my parents had got divorced, you know, at a, I was five, you know, and I didn't really understand, you know, so, and my father was, he's always in my life, but there was a point where I didn't have that, I didn't have that, that, that male figure there at that particular time. And then vice versa, when I was with my father, wasn't with my mother, I didn't have that. So there was an in-between of uncertainty, like, you know, what, what is right, what is wrong? You know, of course, you got common sense in there, which everybody doesn't have. <laughs> For sure. Um, <laughs> everybody, my pops always said, if you don't got anything, make sure you have common sense. Um, and I don't really want to say it was stressful. It was just, it was just, a, it was just a part of learning, you know, because certain things, when you try to, for example, look at this scenario. Say you got a person that can sing. 
they can sing they they can sing they can they can hit their notes they can everything and then you got this person over here who cannot sing and i'm like i have the person on the right hey sing this song and they singing it it's flowing smooth and then i tell this person on here do the same thing that they just did can you imagine what that might sound like yeah yeah all right so that's how crazy we look trying to do stuff that we're not designed to do and see yep you know something (laughs) <laughs> I, I think about all the yeah the times I remember being a young dude and trying to figure out where I fit in at you know I used yeah. to do stuff that was unspeakable <laughs> that yeah. that that was just me trying to figure out where it was that my spot was you know what I'm saying and it, here's another example here's another example and you can you 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 probably be able to relate to this with my music at that particular time when we were doing music I was so in tune with trying to fit in what y'all was doing. Y'all style. I was trying to rap like that. You know, I was trying to say the stuff cool like that when my best music came from me just being me and talking on the stuff that did yes, me. I definitely agree. I yes. sounded, I sound, I can say sound corny because I always made it sound cool. No, yeah, but, but I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because your, your, your style of music, that, you know something? We all had a different style of music. It's just that yeah. you are right. You used to be. You used to like a certain type of beat, a certain type of flow pattern. You used to talk about your content used to be enriched with a certain type of awareness. You know what I'm saying? And, the, and everybody around me knew because a lot of people fabricate the stuff that's in their rhymes. But everybody was around me know when I say I'm on the highway, bro, y'all know I'm on the highway. Yeah, no, nah, for <laughs> sure. Facts. Facts. Nah, <laughs> you nah. know what I'm saying? Like. And that's not, I mean, at that time and, you know, being promiscuous and just, you know, you know how to cold mouthpiece. And I was very disrespectful, especially to women, which I don't, at that time, but this, that was me trying to fit in instead of, and I was feeding poison to people. And that's why my music didn't, it, it, it kind of pla- it plateaued to a point when the music that wasn't speaking life, it didn't go nowhere. And I'm right. glad it did. Yeah, because you didn't want it, that to be a representation of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. How, so, okay, um. What so when in your transition and into your music and stuff, when did you find the calling to stop? Or do you do you still record? How is like? Are you an artist? What do you do? Like far as like the music thing, have you do you completely stop? Do you listen to beats time to time? (laughs) Like, oh no, man, I I I listen to music. All I mean, music is a part of me. You know, it's, you know, and I still, my, my music has changed. That's not something that I'm pursuing to just be this artist. But, you know, God works things out in a certain way because what I do for a living, I'm able to still write music. It's different type of music, but I'm able to use, utilize that gift that God has given me. I just use it differently. And, and you know, I think it was just, you know, God has his time. And, you know, and now I, I get to still do what I love, still have a passion for music. You know, I got a man, I have an ear for music. That's just, that's just a part of me, you know? So now my music is just different. I, I, I try to uplift and not dwell on a lot of the negative things, you know, that may be a reality in certain situations, but it's like, man, we can either keep talking about the negative, we can speak life to the situation and help people get out of where they're at, you know, but still be relatable. Right. And see, that, that makes sense. And no, that does. Cause that's where I'm at in my musical journey right now. I have projects that I'm going to put out one of my old projects. That's just because yeah. as artistic purposes, I really just want people to hear where I was before I made the change of being more social or sociably aware of the content that I put out to people. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Because Absolutely. Because, like, uh, you know, we both, we could both got young boys. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's different, if it, it's a different vibe when you be talking certain things and, or you see your kids rapping certain lyrics and you like, oh man, you know, I would hate for that to be daddy lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wouldn't want, right. I wouldn't want daddy lyrics to be the 40 with the 30 hanging out the thing. Hanging, you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so we speaking death. Yeah, I would want my kid to come up to me during breakfast like, man, me and Tom was listening to your, your music last night, man, and uh, Dad, what did you mean by when you said you would put a body in a coffee? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. And you making blueberry pancakes talking about some, it's just music. <laughs> your kid like, your kid like, what yeah. the hell? But no, like, um, so was it a, was it something that happened to you in your life or anything that made you want to progress into a more positive way? Absolutely, man. It's a variety of things. Um, you know, I had a transition um, in, in, when I was in Kansas City um, and death was just around me and I didn't, it felt like it was getting close to me, especially when I was in the streets doing the things that I was doing and, you know, I knew God had his hand on me because I ended up catching a gun charge and I was supposed to get five years for that you know at the same time that I was you know fighting that I'm fighting for custody for my son you know and you know I told the, you know the judge at that time like look I'm trying to fight for my son I'm trying to do the right thing man I ended up previous to that I got robbed at gunpoint with my daughter in a car so I told myself after that I would never get caught slipping again and that's really the reason that I first I have you know I had my weapon at that time and I just you know, I just, you know, the streets make you mean. They make you, it, it changes you, you know, okay. but it's not necessarily the right way. And, and uh, right before I moved to Texas, you know, one of my, my partners got killed in front of me. And it was a really big, it was a huge wake up call for me, you know, and, you know, seeing your partner, you know, fighting for his life. It was, it's a surreal moment, you know, and then the fact that, you know, I go outside and, you know, my car shot up and I'm like, man, like, what in the world is going on? And it had, it was just the certain coincidence that happened. Like, man, what's going on? Because we were in the club when that happened. I go outside and that happened. So I was out of awe. Like, man, what is going on? But I, I just feel to this day, like God was just, he was warning me. Like, look, if you keep doing this or you keep living this particular lifestyle, don't get your life right. Then this, 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 that bullet could have hit you, you know, and it's been certain situations where we dodge a lot of bullets and a lot of confrontations and things like that. That was one wake up call. And then at the same time, you know, I got a big family. I got five boys and three girls. What type of example if I, am I setting if Ooh. I'm out here Ooh. doing this? Ooh. I know, right? You, hey, you daddy, daddy for real. You daddy, for daddy. For real, you know, and. And what's the ages on? Like, what's the ages on your kids? So we. Uh... Three, four, five, seven, two, nine. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. You, oh, the twins now. Ten. Yeah. Huh. The twins. No twins. It was from. Yeah, it was just a different relationship. Okay. Oh yeah, and that's another yeah. thing. Though. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So look, um, I want to get into that. So, how was your relationship with God, like, uh, up until the moment that you decided to change? Like, how was your relationship with God, like, growing up, or? Did it was it a point that you got a calling or you know what I'm saying like what or you know describe to me what would you call it did you get a uh, saved again or absolutely man I'm glad you asked that though um, 
my mother, she, my, it was instilled in me at a young age. You know, my mother's a, you know, a, a praying woman and very spiritual. And, you know, she instilled, and both my father too, you know, they instilled that in me at a young age, you know. And my mother, she told me that, you know, God spoke to me when I was five, was five or seven. You know, she, she reminded You know, when God calling over your life, bro, you can't shake it. You can run all you want to, but you will never be able to shake it. You know, it's it's there. You know, and you know, I'm still working on my relationship with God. I, I can't walk around like I'm holier than thou or anything like that. You know, but when it's in you, bro, it's in you. You know, and the more and more that I see how it really is, man, it just makes me want to be more in tune and share that and not be ashamed to say it. You know, because I wouldn't be where I am right now if it, if God didn't have his hand on my life. I would not take any credit. I never will. And I, I share it on any platform, you know, because I'm not ashamed. You know, he's changed my life, bro. Like I said, I got five boys, three, three girls. I'm married now. Like at a point in time, I didn't think I would ever get married. You know, he he, he put me with a woman that she's just, she's just like no other. You know, she's patient with me, you know, and, you know, I could be I could be some difficult to deal with you know but he's putting i've been i mean i've been on different platforms around different people um and it's just man i say all that to say that you know when you have a calling over your life man you cannot change like run away from it a lot of people you know, you like end to up run. You in, a lot yeah. of people like to run away from the man, calling i was running i was running I was running to this day, you know, I still have a little run in me, but God's like, nah, I ain't going to work. And he'll shake up my atmosphere quick, you know, and like, he'll humble me up, you know. But yeah, man, it's, uh, I'm thankful, man, really. So, um, before you, so did you, so, um, was it a point in time, I'm trying to see, like, was it a point in time where you wasn't going to church and you wasn't in tune with God and then stuff happened and then did you reach out to God or did you hear the caller oh, yeah. from him or you know what I'm saying or and did and at the time um you know what are some no, of the, what, what are some of the steps like what are some of the small steps that you made like what were some of the first small steps that you made to turn to turn your life in a certain direction because a lot of times with us we like to uh always put stuff off like man you know I can't do this or like I ain't rich enough to you know, to yeah. to to care about other yeah, people was, right now. You know what I'm saying? Or it, it ain't no sense of me changing this. Or oh, you, yeah. you know, a lot of people Absolutely. don't know where to a, change. I I was at a point where I lost everything. Uh, I came out of a, a very challenging relationship, and I lost everything, bro. Like I was pretty much homeless, you know. And you know, at the same time, still trying to you know fight for my kids just to be in their life and. I was just at a place where we just, it just seemed like there was no, it, it was, I just, I was low. I was low, man. The people around me were acting funny, you know, family was distant. Money was, man, money was, was, was all the way messed up, losing job. I mean, I was at a point where it's like, man, like, what am I supposed to do? You know, and, and, you know, just being alone, bro, just really feeling alone. I don't know if y'all even know what that feels like, just to oh, be yeah. alone and not, not just saying you're in a room by yourself. No, but, no. Uh, I, uh, 
so I, I would share this. Like, I've battled about a depression a few years ago that was very uh, intelling. It made me uh, re-evaluate my relationship with God or just my spiritual relationship with a higher being, period. And, yeah. uh yeah, I do remember that lonely feeling, and it's nothing like <laughs> feeling alone with people around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's nothing yeah. like feeling alone where where you going out and you doing stuff that normally is what you thought makes you feel happy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I completely understand. And I was I was broken. Yeah. I was broken mentally. I was broken physically i was broke financially uh you know it was i was just at a really low place but you know god just it, it was but it was it was something in me that would just it was a drive it was a drive that said nah don't you don't you better not give up you better be strong you know my mama used to, she used to tell me because uh she was like son you, you don't know how strong you are until being strong is the only thing left that you have to do Man. and I sat on that man, and I, you know, I just kept pushing. I kept learning more, and I never stopped. You know, and as as I was going through that that phase of my life, God became more real to me because at a point in time, I was I was angry at God, like you know, why me? You know, what I'm saying like you you know my heart, God, why why are you taking my kids away from me? You know that I'm just a, a, a father out here trying to fight for his kids. You know, why am I, why are my friends acting so, you know, why they, why, so what's, what's all this envy and jealousy coming from? Like, I got a good heart. I'm loyal. I didn't understand. I didn't understand, but everything has a season, right? Everything has a season. And, you know, sometimes in, in a word, it says blessed is blessed is the one who God reproves. And, you know, sometimes we give too much credit to the devil. You know, oh, the devil be messing with me. He doing this. And sometimes that ain't the devil. That's just God, you know, shaking up your atmosphere to get either get your attention or you were in the process of a transition. And in my case, I was in the process of a transition. I went from not having well, I felt like I wasn't having I always had enough because this provision over over our lives to 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 doing the things that I'm doing now. So that wake up call, it really ha- it, ha- it did happen. Um I would say like 2011 um, is, you know, not, not yet. Yeah, eh, 2000 in the, in the, early, the, the mid 2000s from 2009 to 2011 in that period, really 2011 is when I really tapped into it. Like, you know what? I don't want to be like nobody else. I want to know what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, and then I found myself getting into word, trying to understand it, you know, praying, you know, and just, you know, Sometimes we don't know all the right things to do, bro. So, you know, sometimes that's what I was about you want to ask you, like, like I... what difficulties, <laughs> what difficulties did you have? Because, like, I know a lot of people. Because, like, right now I'm into, uh, you know, I'm into like meditation and stuff, and you know what I'm saying, trying to get a good sound yeah. mind and body. And I, I actually use med- my meditation time as a form of prayer. You know what I'm saying? But I know when I talk to people, they be like, I don't know how to pray or I don't know how to meditate or like, where do I start? Like, so that's me. Share some of your difficulties that you had. Like when you, I was trying to get, I was trying to be, I was trying to do it the right way. There is no right way. There is, there is no right way to do it. And once I started being honest with myself, I could be honest with God because if you, if you come to God half heartedly, I mean, you, you're not being real, you know, but when I came to the point, like, Hey, Look, God, I'm I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through, but 
can you provide me with clarity, wisdom, and understanding? Lord, give me the strength that I need, you know, because sometimes we'll pray for things that we want, but it's not necessarily what we need. Lord, give me exactly what I need, and, you know, and just being thankful, you know, and being mindful, and and then you'll start to build your own relationship because nowadays we get wrapped around religion, you know, and, and, and the things of religion, you know, and that pushes people away from getting to know our creator, mm-hmm. you know, and getting to truly understand. And like I said, I'm still learning. I don't know it all. I'm still learning, you know, and I'm just thankful that I have some type of understanding and the understanding that I do have, I share it, you know, and the things that I do now, that's why I think it's important as a, especially as a, as a young African-American man, you know, that the things that I do do matter. You know, like I'm proud to say I got five boys and three girls. Some people be like, oh, I ain't about to tell nobody. No, I am going to say that because on the other end, the, the perception, you said it earlier in the conversation that it's, it's, it's our, our, our culture is, is, you know, we're, we're put out here like we just some thugs and, you know, we just use slang and we wear our clothes a certain way. Like, no, that is not the perception that I want on myself. No, I don't want that perception that I give other people. So, yes, you know, it's yes, I have the, the experience of being in the street and also have the experience of being corporate and also has the experience of, of, of being a public speaker. You know, for one, I mean, somebody just asked me the other day to come speak at one of their team meetings, you know. So just somebody asking to hear my story. Yeah, man, I'm, yeah, I'm proud to say that, you know, and I want to help, if, you know, create awareness that, look, you can go through X, X, Y, Z in your life. You can think that your life is just completely horrible, but there is a purpose over your life. You know, for example, you, bro, I, I seen your transition. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you 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 stepped out on the limb to create a platform to to provide education, knowledge. You are empowering people. You know, just being on this conversation. You know, being on this on, on the show t- tonight or this morning. You know, just it's 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 empowering to me, and, and it's also I'm proud of you. And I know that God thank got you, a calling you. over your life Man. to do something amazing. And I just I pray that the people that are listening to this that whatever it is that they're needing confirmation on it, they get it because we talked about a lot, you know? Um, but I just, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, no, true. And, uh, you know, I go through struggles myself about a lot of stuff, you know, transitioning from the streets into a space of positivity and peace. Right. You know, it takes, it takes a lot. It takes, uh, a different understanding of the world and like shit, i got three little boys i'll be struggling as a dad for real <laughs> like for real, i got one little boy me and his my youngest son me and his relationship is very strange and i'm trying to fix it and trying to, i'm trying <laughs> yeah, to I get you know, it yeah no i'm trying to fix it I and like it. i have struggles like for real like with my even the two boys that mm-hmm. i always see like i'm i i struggle as a dad because you know uh and it ain't, ain't no manual for this parenting thing you know what i'm saying and i don't have no i don't never have yeah. no uh you know no regret of saying that i struggle as a parent because shit i work my hardest you know what i'm saying i always learn new stuff and i'm applying and at the end of the day i'm no like i'm not a bad guy so you know it's, nope, nope. it's, it's just in with the process but you know um i so how uh how do you feel how important it is to show your leadership roles and like your to be in a role model for your sons and your kids like how do, how important is it for you to show them or share with them your experiences i think it's important not just for my kids because it's bigger than me it's bigger than my kids it's so much bigger than that that's an important piece but it's so much bigger than that 
because they're a part of the that's that's legacy. So what we do right now is going to impact them. But at the same time, they're going to be carrying the torch as well. So it's very important. That's why that's why my passion is personal development and leadership development. That's a part of my why. You know, it's one thing to motivate somebody. But motivation is is sometimes like fuel. You know, you can fill your tank up and, you know, say you, you fill your tank up and you you're in Texas and 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 I drive to and I, my, my, my destination is California. What's going to happen in the process of that drive? Right. You know, you're gonna lose. You're, you're gonna have to fill up sometime. Got so, gas up. <laughs> but li- listen, this is where I'm going with this. You know, I, you can you can be out there motivating people, getting them all hyped up or whatever. But what are we leaving them with? You know, you can you can you can give a man a fish, and he'll eat for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. My goal and a part of my why is to teach people how to eat for a lifetime. And that's yeah, that's good. And how? And how- how do you do that? Like, explain to us, like, how do you plan on going about? See, now you're talking to me, bro. <laughs> yeah, now you're talking. So um, I have this this uh, this course that I put together. It's called Beyond the Boundaries. Um, sometimes we live in a box. You know, when I say live in a box is that we're scared to step over that boundary because, you know, stepping over that boundary might mean I got to make some sacrifices. I got to cut some people off or... I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to, you know, I got to get up a little earlier sometimes, you know, but if you want to get to the next level of, of your life or your business, you have to be willing to make that sacrifice to step beyond the boundaries. And then of course is the first thing when you want to take your life to the next level or whatever it is you want you just want to take it, to, you want to level up. You, you have to identify your why, identifying your why, you know, what are you passionate about? What can you do? all day if even if you weren't getting paid you know what are your talents what are your gifts you know i honing in on those things will help you to identify your why it might be family it might be to you know create an organization to 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 help needy country whatever once you hone into your why that's where you want to start because if you don't know your why you just you just you just doing stuff so once you've identified your why the next thing that you do is you um you identify your your roadblocks you know, what's getting in the way of me reaching my full potential? You identify them, write them down, get you a piece of paper. It, you can, you can, it don't matter. Whatever roadblocks you can see, write them down. Then in the process of that, you have to have a 180, you have to have a moment where you, I call it 180 perspective. 180 perspective is you change the way that you're looking at your current situation. You know, because if you have a 360, you just, you just, you going around. Right. But you have one, you have to change your perspective, you know, on how you're looking at, your situation and you know for example if you know um if you talk about fitness you know man i'm just you know i'm overweight you know and i just i got a problem i don't like to exercise or something okay if you change your perspective you gotta you know look at how you're looking okay if i don't if if i have these challenges what things can you do to gradually get to the, the point where you need to go now you're you're thinking now you know, that's, you know, change your perspective. So you got to you got to enlighten your perspective. The next thing is you have to narrow your focus. You know, people and myself included at a point in time, I thought multitasking was the thing to do. I can do multiple things at one time, which, you know, your energy, your your energy diminishes when you try to multitask, try to do 10 different things. Oh, I want to be a I want to be a graphic designer. I want to be an artist. I want to be a mechanic. I mean, where is your focus set? Focus is an acronym. Follow one course successfully. Nope. You know, once you narrow your focus, identify 
at least three, you know, three things at a time. You're able to, or one thing at a time, but you know, you want to focus on that particular thing, complete it. Then you go to the next thing, complete it. Then you go to the next thing. Then you put your next set of goals out there. So you have to have a narrow focus. You have to have your narrow, a narrow focus. And then once you've, once you've come, once you've had that evaluation, then now we implement goals. You know, your goals have to be smart. They have to be smart goals. Smart is also an acronym. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Okay. This, this is where it comes to, to being relevant. And I'll say it again because, I mean, somebody might be taking notes. Make your goals smart. Specific. Specific meaning it's not vague. It's not waffled. It means that you know exactly what it is that you want to accomplish. You know, so you don't go in there and you write a goal down, I want to lose weight. What the heck does that mean? You know, I want to, you want to be specific. I want to lose 15 pounds. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Measurable. You know, you, uh, you want your, you want to have, uh, uh, you want it to be, how you, how are you going to measure your success? You know, how are you going to measure? Is it going to be a daily evaluation? Is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be monthly? How are you evaluating your success? Attainable. Attainable means that, you know, it's, it's something that you can attain. You know, you don't want to say, hey, I want to, I'm going, I'm, I want to, if you, if you 250 pounds, you're talking about, I want to lose 150 by the end of, by the end of the week. I mean, come on, we, is that right. something that you can attain within that time frame? I'm not saying that it can't be done, you know, but come on. You and then, you sure, know. Yeah, you want to make sure you can do it. Yeah, you, I mean, you, cause you can, but it may not be by the end of the week. Right. Or you, you want to make sure it's doable in whatever time exactly. frame, measurable amount that you put into, yeah. Right. And then. Um, relevant is is the goal that you're trying to accomplish. Is it relevant for right now? Is it something that you need to accomplish? Because sometimes we want to, you know, you know, you, you just you want to do things that it's okay to to want to accomplish certain goals, but is it relevant for right now? Is this going to help you right now? Right. You know, of course you want to think for the future, but you got to do things gradually. You know, time bound. You put a time frame on. I always do tell people, yeah, make you a thirty day, thirty, you know, three goals in thirty days. Three goals in 30 days. And then, you know, once you have your goals lined up, my, with, the, with, with my course, I, I tell them to pick three goals. You write down, you can write down 10 goals, but I want you to identify, prioritize those goals. Which ones are most important? What are the three goals that you want to accomplish in 30 days? And I give them a 30-day challenge, 30 days. And it comes with time management because we have busy lives and I get it. You know, so time management is important. So the thing is, once you have your three goals, you want to have four weekly objectives for each goal. Four weekly objectives for each goal. Somebody might be asking, bro, why four? It's, you got three goals. Why am I doing four? All right, so 30 days, you typically got four weeks. So each goal, you have a weekly objective. That's four, you know. Okay. So and that this, this is, this is going to help to guarantee your success because you're, you're spending an amount of time on each goal. To, to, to accomplish a specific thing. So an objective is what am I doing this, what am I doing um, today or this week that's going to help me accomplish this specific goal? And for each goal, you have those objectives. The next thing is accountability. Anytime that you set goals in front of yourself, what you want to do is have accountability. You know, accountability adds value to that thing that you're trying to accomplish. So I've created an accountability system. You know, so for example, if I have my goals, I'm like, hey, hey, uh, do I want you to be my accountability partner? It's a, um, it's it, the first day. It's a three day, 
three-day accountability system. So on Monday, I'll call you, you'll call me and you'll ask me one question. Demario, what's your focus for the week? Now you put the ball in my hand and I have to answer. All right, this week, you know, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And if I come to you like, dang, I don't even know, I wouldn't even work on it. Now you see how now I, now I have to hold myself accountable. I should be able to answer that question. And on Wednesday, you call me and it's just a progress check-in. Hey, bro, how are things coming along with, you know, with the goals that you're trying to accomplish? And I should be able to tell you this happened, this happened. And it's like a midweek check-in. Okay. You know, sometimes you get in the middle of the week, you know, things get hard. You hit a few roadblocks, gives you an opportunity to talk it out with somebody, you know. And then on Fridays is, you know, you um, you celebrate your successes and talk about areas of opportunity. You call me on Friday. So, you know, what's, you know, how, how did your week go? Bro, it was good, man. I was able to do this, man. I got this done. And then at the same time, it's area like, you know what? I didn't do this that well, you know, but I can do this better. And then when you go on into your next week, now you, you have you have a fresh mind, you know, and then from there, and that's is adding accountability to it. And then the next thing is once you once you have that, man, shoot your jump shot. I use this analogy in my class, like shoot your jump shot and follow through. And they're like, you know, why do you use this particular analogy with a jump shot? Well, if anybody knows anything about basketball, when you shoot your jump shot and you follow through, the point of following through is you basically shooting your jump shot represents everything that you've 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 learned and you've implemented and you're putting it into action by shooting your jump shot now you know and i, I give them the flip side of it you know what if you shoot your jump shot and you miss it's gonna happen that's a part of life you're going to miss you're going to shoot your jump shot in many situations and you know you're gonna you're gonna miss but the thing is all you got to do is come back you know we go back to the go back to the court and you, you that too but check this out all right you got to re-evaluate. Why did I miss? You know, sometimes if you compare it to basketball, I may have missed because I didn't, I didn't, I, my elbows were, were not in, you know, and I, when I released, you know, my elbow was out. So the, the target changed. That can represent, hey, you know, I, I'm not getting up early enough in the morning to get this particular thing accomplished. Or, you know, maybe you didn't bend your knees. You didn't jump high enough. That represents maybe you need to strengthen your knowledge. Maybe you need to read some more books. Maybe you need to connect with some some people in the field of the things that you're trying to do or trying to accomplish. And then go back to the, you know, when that ball's in hand, shoot your jump shot again and then follow through. That's leveling up. That's being outside of the boundaries. Go ahead, continue. Yeah. No, that's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what I was saying, like, so what you were saying, it was it's leveling up. Go ahead, finish what you were saying. Finish it up. No, that was it. You know what I'm saying? Shoot your jump shot and follow through, and that's how you operate beyond the boundaries. So can I ask you a question? So what about people that's finding it hard, finding a direction? Like, what what's a simple step you would give somebody that's finding it hard to, like, uh, somebody sitting around, they might be like, shit, I don't know what I'm good at. Mm, that's good. That's you know, really good. A lot of people be sitting around and be like, I don't know what I'm good at. Or, you know, they don't have anybody that's uh, co-signing or, you know what I'm saying, giving them validation about how good they is at something, you know? So they could be sitting around the house like, man, I'm, that, only, that's what, like, I'm only good at negative stuff. Like, I'm only good at fighting <laughs> no. and talking stuff. And like, you it's, know? It's cra- it, no, it's crazy because I, I talk to a lot of people. I tried a conversation with one of my friends today, and she that, that was her thing right there. Like, I don't get it. But the thing is, that's where building wealthy relationships comes in. Connect with other people. 
outside of your normal circle, you know, and, you know, once you continue to make those connections, you'll learn more, you know, find things, you know, try to get away, focus on the positive things in your life. You know, what are the things that over time you have done good at? You know, everybody's done something good. You may have a very negative past and this and that. You've done something good. You know, for example, you know, cats in the street. You know what you done good, bro. All I know how to do is hustle. Okay, you 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 a businessman. You just you just doing it in the wrong field. You know, like you you get it. You know, I, I mean, I you know I hustle. I know how to count money. You know, that's all I know how to do. All right, you may be an accountant, bro. You know, that's something that you're good at. You know, you know, I got my squad right here, and if we doing something, we and I'm just talking street stuff just in case somebody on there that's their mindset. Yeah, you know, no, no, shoot, yeah, I, yeah. I know how to put together where we can hit this lick or something or whatever. So you got org, you got organization, you got organization skills, administration. You know how to put the pieces together. You know how to build an organization. That's 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 that's, that's it's a boss. You know, but you just have to learn how to apply that same skill set in a different field. So what about okay? So let me ask you a question. Uh, this is like a more like a personal, but on the same on the same note. Like, what about yep. guys that be like you know they're not comfortable with change? You know what I'm saying? Like you know how some people can be chilling and they be like, yeah, man, you right. I am a good counter. I could be an accountant, but like, man, ain't nobody about to be doing all. You know what I'm saying? Or that sounds like some square stuff. Or that sounds like you know. Like, oh uh, man, I like, yeah, that sounds like some square shit. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you say to people that uh, looks at that part of it? You know what I'm saying? Where where they trying to find what to do, and you give them an opportunity, but they for they the keep yeah, for people that's not comfortable with change. How how what was some of the uh, like what's something that you could tell somebody that's not used to change, not comfortable with change, so they really don't know. Like, you know, uh, a lot of times from the hood, you know, people be like, man, you know, I ain't with that. Or, you know, like how you said, like, some people look at you like, man, what you be doing, like, you, you sound corny. Yeah. You know, and, and this is me. Like, I don't know all the answers, but if it was me and I was having a conversation with a person yeah. that, that has that mindset, I, w- I would just speak life into them. I would speak life. And when I say speak life, I would be like. You know what? I understand that, bro. I understand that it, it may seem corny and you'll have your own way of doing things, but it's a greater calling over your life to do something greater. You know, why do you think that you have the drive that you have doing what you're doing? That drive is it, you may be in you may be doing this particular thing, but you have a greater calling. Over. I would just speak life. You know, I, I would continue to speak life because once you keep speaking life into somebody, you, you can only decline it so much. You know, right. if I'm gassing, you know, and you can say gassing up, you know, but I'll just use that terminology. If I'm gassing you up, dang, bro, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? You, like, bro, you got bars, but you, 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 you can write. Man, man, you cold on that recording, man. Like, you ain't gonna be like, bro, shut up. Right. And eventually, you're gonna be like, nigga, yeah, you're gonna be like, I am yeah, lit. Yeah. Like, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, like- yeah, yeah. You, gonna, you, it's gonna give the confidence. And then, and, and in, that, in that moment, like, bro, won't you, and then I provide different suggestions. You know, like, uh, dang, who was I talking to? Uh, Man, I had a conversation like that, and I helped somebody to think about. I forgot what it was, but basically, it was that type of situation. And I gave him a different example. I'm like, "Well, dang, you know, my bro, he's locked up in jail. He did ten. He's doing a dime, you know, and he served ninety two percent of his time, you know, for a robbery, you know." And I was talking to him, and you know, bro, he went into jail when he was seventeen. He does. He's he never drove a car. None of that. You know what I'm saying? Like. 
Yeah. He, he didn't he didn't experience no high school and no in in the twenties and he didn't you know none of that you know so to talk to a person that's incarcerated and tell them like you know what they think like I don't know what I'm gonna do when I get out and I'm looking like he went in there and he accomplished he's he's a dope artist you know he's a he's a he's, he did culinary school in there got a CDL and I'm like look bro you have a story so for instead of just coming out here like the rest of you know a lot of the felons come out and they try to get a job and they can't get a job because it's the felon i'm like look why are you in there learn read about an llc learn about your llc create you a game plan while you're in there so when you come out you can be your own boss you know so i helped him to that's the, the perspective you know because we have to change we have to change how society wants us to approach things so i'm like look you create, and I gave him the game plan. I gave him the beyond the boundaries. Look, create you a business plan while you're sitting down because you're getting ready to get out. You know, so when you get out, you know, look, put this to action. And then instead of having an answer to somebody and some, you'll be your own boss and you'll be able to put money in your pocket immediately. But your whole perspective is changing. Now you're doing something positive that something positive has birthed out of a negative situation, you know, so. I, me to and just to answer that question, I would just continue to help to change to enlighten their perspective, not change it, but enlighten that perspective. And that's just you know that one eighty approach. Give them some things to think about because they'll think, <laughs> they'll think. Hmm. You know something? I'm just thinking like I wonder if we can start using that as a reference point to help motivate people or to help spread some kind of. Uh, to bring some kind of awareness is to speak life you know yeah. what i'm saying like to speak life to people like to to not try to convince necessarily but just to speak life to you know what i'm saying speak like you know um simplify it you know what i'm saying simplify the conversation to more of a life or death conversation you know what i'm saying or yeah. to live life or not live life conversation because i think a lot of times with the with the religion aspect, um, with the financial aspect, with the uncomfortability of change and the comfortability of doing the same all the time, I think that uh, a lot of times the lesson or the the knowledge that gets passed down kind of get misinterpreted. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think we probably need to start breaking that down more simple like hey man do you either want to be homeless or do you want to be living well off do you you know what i'm saying like hey man yeah make them think yeah make like hey think. man like you keep doing like what have you done in the last year that's been good since you've been doing your own plan if ain't yeah. nothing good come out of it man maybe you need to think about following this other plan you know what i'm saying like re, like you said reevaluating you have to and you know man it just especially with with people like ourselves man we've been through a lot it is our responsibility because now joe you have a responsibility because you have the listener's ear you know so the things that we're telling them or you're telling them it you you're all responsible now so you got to speak continue to speak life into them whether you know how to or not just let them know what you've learned you know and and sometimes we go through storms in life but you know, let me ask you that: Have you been through a storm in your life, Joe? Yeah. Okay, so did did, did sure. you make it out of a storm? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, so indeed. by being in that particular storm and you made it out, you've learned something out of that, right? Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's your responsibility to to share that 
because somebody else is getting ready to walk through that same exact storm that you went through. And now it's your responsibility. Like, look, I was there. I was there and this happened. But you know what? Once I did this and this, everything changed. Now you've you've inspired that person. You've you not only just motivated, but you've inspired them and you've you've given them some type of direction and some type of hope. You're not God or anything, but you've given them hope because they can see like, dang, all right, you're right. I get it. Yeah, that's, you, that's a big, that's I, a big thing. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I do a lot of uh, kicking it. You know what I'm saying? You know me. I'm always talking and trying to share my story. I'm trying to link up with younger folks. I'm trying to, you know, uh, see if I can help out some young dudes' lives. I was uh, working at a group home like a year ago and uh I still have relationships with a lot of the boys from there. You know what I'm saying? And I try to I try to drop some knowledge sometime and uh that's the reason why I'm working on this book I'm working on. Uh, yeah. One thing I learned uh, about living out here in California is so diverse out here and um the mix of cultures and stuff sometimes might cause a lack of information to be shared. You yeah. Know? And a lot of times on our end with the with being black, a lot of people have a a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what it is to be black. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they might not understand why a lot of things are the way they are. And I wanted to right. I wanted to write a book to give you an explanation that was not from a scholar point of view. You know what I'm saying? Right. And not yeah, from a a for dummies point of view you know what i'm saying and not from relatable yeah relatable not from a preachy point of view or nothing just from what it is this is just the real about our culture and this is what you don't understand because a lot of people when you start talking about like slavery and stuff a lot of people think they know or think they have an idea about the time frame and you know they 400 years and yes this and that but i don't think people understand like we haven't even been free that long <laughs> right <laughs> we haven't even been free that long just 50 years ago in the 1950s and you know they were still sicking dogs on us you know what i'm saying like they were still <laughs> treating us unhumane you know and we and at the time we was fighting for civil rights you know what right. i'm saying so uh i, w- I want to share the view from people like you people like me people like uh you know people that we have that uh that can share a point of view from coming from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Coming from yeah. the slums, being like you said, been had gun cases, been uh with been sliding and riding. You know what I'm saying? But also yeah. found direction. You know what I'm saying? Found a greater cause. And like a lot of times when you run into people that found a greater cause, it's always on a certain particular time. Like uh, you know, oh yeah, I was at church and ran into the new minister do or you know what i'm saying or like this is the community leader guy but a lot of times when we meet people we not sharing just relatable information you know what i'm saying we not sharing like like it's always to to put spotlight on somebody and not really to help people out and that's what i really i really want to change that i really want to start like you said i really want to make make it to where people feel like they can reach their goals people can have a formula like you was explaining on how to reach your goals, how your goals are obtainable. And um and yeah, man. So about your webinars that you do, um, because you said classes and everything, explain to people what exactly it is that you that you do. 
Well, I mean, it, it's a variety of different things, and my trainings are different. Like when it when it comes to what I do uh, for Norwex is, I mean, I really assist with the onboarding process of our consultants. So, and, do you want to explain you know, what? Do you want to explain your company and what your guys do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Norwex is a direct sales company, um, and what we do is, you know, we want to radically reduce the chemicals in the home. So we have a uh, we have a household cleaning products, and we have the top of the line microfiber. And if you don't, if anybody doesn't need to know anything about microfiber, to be considered microfiber, it, you it has to be one sixth the size of a human hair. But you know, our microfiber is one two hundredth the size of a, a single human hair. So basically, if you unravel one of our viral cloths, it's going it'll stretch from the Gulf of Mexico to to Canada. You know, so basically, the density of it is able to now you got to use this water. You don't have to use any chemicals with it. It's a, a silver agent inside of it, which is the purification, uh, the purification that that eliminates the bacteria from a surface. And then we have all of our our products are, you know, there's no chemicals in them and they're naturally sourced. Um, and then also we have an amazing compensation plan for our consultants. So basically, you know, it's really not just a company. It is a promise for a brighter future and, you know, helping to create safe havens in our homes. Because if you think about the chemicals that you use in the home, bleach, Windex, um, you know, anything, that those fumes, mm-hmm. those pine chemicals. Saw, everything. Uh, pine saw, it's toxic. Well, yeah. Toxic. And a lot of us aren't aware of those things because, you know, we, that's what we grew up on. So we like the scent. We like the smell. But. You know, it's really not it's it's not cleaning like they say it is, because if you look at the bottom and I challenge anybody today that's on this call, they want to challenge anything that I'm saying on that on that bottle of bleach or that Windex or whatever. Look at the back and read and see if you can read the stuff that's inside of that. And, and when you have challenging pronouncing the stuff on it, that'll let you know that what you're using is not necessarily good for you. And then they it's also a fact that uh, over 200 chemicals have been found in the core blood of newborns. 200 chemicals, bro. Also, they say that indoor indoor uh, indoor pollution is the top the, the uh, top five highest ranking environmental concerns in America today, and hmm. that like the our the ocean is consumed of 40 percent plastic, and they say that by 2050 that we'll have more plastic than fish in the ocean. So, you know, wow. Norwex is creating sustainable solutions so that we don't have to use, you know, plastics and things like that. So we, we create solutions and alternatives for the things that we're using. So our consultants, when they sign up, then they're basically just sharing this opportunity with others by having, we call them parties, you know, and just sharing it with others and, and help to create safe havens, you know, and, you know, our core values are integrity, trust and respect. And that's something that I live on, you know, so, I've been I've been with this company for three and a half years. Um, I love the culture of the company; it's really making a, a difference. And if anybody wants to look it up, it's Norwex. It was originated. I seen you the other Norwex. day. I think I seen you the other day at an event. Uh, yeah. yeah, it seemed like a lot of happy people. It seemed like a big really? bash. It it seemed like a, I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> like it just, yeah, everybody, everybody's asking me that now. Like, boy, what what is this? And <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Like, what is it? I, like, yeah, I know everybody this. looked happy. <laughs> for sure yeah. and a lot of the, the people that the people that i work with that i get to help with their bit with their their business is you know they're they're you know they they deal with medical issues or they're you know they're just single you know stay-at-home moms that are trying to get an extra income or you know they're really trying to live a healthier lifestyle i mean these are real people you know we have an opportunity to make a real impact and i'm 
man, I'm thankful that God put me with this company and I'm able to. So do you? So basically, are you? So are is your job? Do you recruit sellers? I don't recruit. That's what our consultants do. I, I'm a senior field development manager, and I'm responsible for North our North, uh, consultants in North America. So you oversee so, some the consultants that recruit people. Yeah, I, I, I you know basically help develop the field and you know in their growth as a, a consultant. You know, we they have seven levels of leadership. You know, we have you start off as a se- let me tell you the process. Yeah, go ahead. If we got time, no, you know, we, so. no, we, hey, this is my platform. We unlimited, <laughs> especially when it's talking about positivity, man. As long as you got the time and you want to share with us, that's what we're here for. Absolutely. So, for example, if you wanted to sign up as a a, a consultant, you'll you'll pay nine dollars and ninety nine cents, which is basically for the shipping. And what happens is, in two to three business days, we'll send you what we call the party starter kit. And in this starter kit, so, okay, I mean, break it down one more time for me. How much was it? Nine dollars and ninety nine cents. That's just shipping. So you just basically so I'm paying, paying for ten bucks for shipping, right? Ten bucks for shipping, exactly. Okay, okay. So in two to three business days, we'll send you a we'll send you a party starter kit, and in this party starter kit, it's over two hundred dollars worth of business materials and products that you can demo at your parties. Okay. So from there, excuse me. From there, once you have these materials. Then you're able to. They, this is a party business, you know. If you know anything about direct sales, it's it's a party business. So once you have, you'll you'll set up your launch parties. Okay. You know, you'll, we always encourage them to have two launch parties when they when they start up. You know, basically the launch party is an opportunity for you know you just you know share noise with your family and friends and things like that, and also it's great momentum for your business. And we also have um, what we call a fresh start rewards program. Now, the Fresh Start Rewards Program, <coughs> excuse me, the Fresh Start Rewards Program is um, a well-equipped business plan for your first 90 days as a consultant. You know, with you know, with each event, it's broken down into two steps. You have your Fresh Start Sales Plan and your Fresh Start Recruiting Plan. And each, you know, with these three attainable steps, you can accomplish them within a given time frame. So, for example, like with the sales plan. So this is basically this is a 90 day business plan for them when you come in as a new consultant, because we want to set you up to succeed, okay. not to set you up for failure, because a lot of people that sign up, heck, they, they don't even know anything about this type of business or this industry, you know, and, you know, they don't know. So, like, when you hit your step one, you mean you've sold four hundred dollars in subtitle sales of the products, you know, which is subtitle sales is, you know, retail minus tax, okay. you know. Once you sell that, then you've earned. You will send you approximately one hundred and thirty-six dollars in free products for you accomplishing your goal. Because we're a very generous company, so we're going to send you more products, right. basically. Right to keep your parties lit. Exactly. And step two can be accomplished by holding two parties. That's your, you know, host their host their first launch party and then have a friend host a second launch party. That's a thousand dollars in subtotal A sales in your first thirty days. Now, when they accomplish this goal, they earn uh, approximately one hundred and eighty dollars in free products, along with three hundred and fifty dollars they can put in their pocket because you earn a thirty-five you earn thirty-five percent commission off of your sales, and as a consultant, you get a thirty-five percent discount on the products that you purchase. Okay. You know, so I mean, I could go on and on no, about it. No, no, I want to. This is what we want to hear about because, like I said, what you are offering is an opportunity for people to become. A boss so like that's what we like <laughs> this is what this show is about so like 
yeah, like I know you probably do this pitch like a thousand times a week or whatever, but like, yeah, nah, this is what we here for because like somebody might hear this and be like, you know, I'm sitting at the house wanting to make some extra money, or you know, somebody might be like, I'm looking for a avenue to, you know what I'm saying, to blow up and be yeah. bigger or be better or bring in more revenue, and this could be the opportunity. And um, nine ninety nine ain't that <laughs> that ain't that much, you know? Right, you know what I'm saying? But look at like this within sixty days. You can earn over five hundred dollars in free products and seven hundred dollars that you can put in your pocket in sixty days. That ain't no. It's not a gimmick. That's not a sales pitch. That's just that's the opportunity that we're offering, and this is the opportunity we encourage our consultants to share with others. That's just the income portion of it. You know, by you selling the products to to different people, you're helping to create a safe haven. So you're helping people to get these chemicals out of their homes and create safe. We call so it safe this is the thing, though. Do you use the chemicals in your house? Like, are you, you know an what active it, user of it? it it's, it's, a, it's a transition. You know, it's a transition. I don't use them the way I used to use them, and really, I'm I'm against it now. Not I'm not all I'm all I'm. Let's say I'm still making the transition because now that I know these things, I'm held accountable. Right. You know, so if I continue to use them, then I, you know, then I'm basically I'm, I, I'm like a fool. You know, I'm like I keep using. Now there's certain things that I haven't. I'm still trying to find. I, like, is this going to really work? You know, you know, it's a transition. Yeah. But now I'm more aware than I've ever been before. And, you know, in my house, I, you know, get my wife to 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 make that transition. And we have the EnviroCloth in the house. I use the products in the house. I use the products. That's what I'm asking you. Do you use the products in the house? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm asking. Like, do you use them yourself? Like, are you in the house? Like, when you got to go, like, say the kids spill something on the carpet or on the table. Like, are you using the microfiber oh, yeah. cloth? yes. Yes, and I the use kitchen spray I use, or something. Are you using it? Yeah, I use I use I use the stuff as faithful, faithfully, and I use it as much. And you know, this company is growing. It's growing big. Let me tell you this story. My pops, you know, my pop, my pops has his own tour bus, and he, you know, tours with all the entertainers that you could think of. And he's on tour. He's in. He was in, I think, New Hampshire, and he was wiping down his bus. You know, and he had his he had Windex, and you know, he's wiping it down with a regular cloth, and Believe it or not, there was a Norwex consultant who saw my father. She didn't. She does not know this man. She doesn't know this is my father. Oh, that's cool. And crazy, you know. She went over to him. She's like, she she when she said a story. She's like, I did. I just I saw him doing this. So I wanted to go over there and say something. So she ended up went over there. You know, my pops a big black man. You know, so you know. So she went not over the most, there. Not the most approachable person, if you see. <laughs> if you don't He's know, he's a friendly like, guy, but you know, if you don't, you know, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> He don't look mean or nothing, but he's just, you know, but she went over there and, and she told him, she was like, um, I work for a company called Norris and she told him the picture and he was like, oh, my son is the director for this company. And she thought he was just, you know, just, just talking, just trying, to, just trying to get him away or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, my son's Demario Scott. And she, you know, she was like, oh my God, that's your son. And, you know, it was, but it's cool to see that happening <laughs> because it lets you know how how much of an impact we're making across the globe. And there was a few other situations that happened. You know, my grandmother's a consultant. You know, some of my cousins, they had ended up finding out about, I mean, it's So it's have growing. you, so uh, let me ask you a question. So personally, have you turned on somebody that it turned, made a difference in their life, like that you personally knew? Like maybe a close friend, a family member. Have you turned somebody on to Norwex and they was actually able to boss up? Yeah, I mean, bro, I, I work with hundreds and thousands of people that, you no, know. No, I'm talking about that you know personally, like, out of your life, that since you found out about this and started doing this, have you 
gave the, like the opportunity for somebody and they actually took advantage of it and it worked for them? Yeah, my grandmother. Yeah. She's an example. My grandmother, you know, my mom, she constantly trying to get products, you know, all the time because they understand the value of it's not a sales pitch. This is this is a, a new lifestyle, you know, and it's dope. <laughs> it's dope. You know, once you start thinking about it and looking to it, it's like, dang, that is cool. That that's that's really cool, you know, and it's it, it makes sense though, you know, because the things that we're doing right now, you know, when it comes I'm like, I'm a pet peeve. I hate when people litter, like I really hate that. Like people like, dog, the trash can is right there. Why you just throw it on the flight? Like, that annoys me. And my wife like I'll be outside all day picking up trash because, I mean, it just it bothers me. But I'm glad that I feel like that and I'm just more aware of certain things, you know. So it's a lifestyle. And I think it's a dope lifestyle because eventually, bro, you're going to have grandkids and they're going to be in this world. And if we destroy it now, then they're going to be living in mess, yeah, for literally mess. For sure. For surely, yeah. Uh, so how did you, who turned you on to this? And, like, what were you doing before then? Like, give us a little time frame. Like, what was you doing right before somebody put you on to this? This was my transition. This was a part of my transition when I left Kansas City. Uh, this was before I was married. Me and my wife were together. But I was uh, I was working at another place called Encompass, and I was doing uh, – I was managing – I was a quality assurance analyst for uh, online lending, you know, so listening to, to calls and making sure they're following compliance guidelines and federal guidelines and stuff like that. Um but I felt like we were taken from people. I just I worked for that company for a while, but it just I had you know I got a heart for people. And I was like, man, we taken from these people. We putting people in debt. You know, I talked to my 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 uh, my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time, but I was like, I just don't feel right no more. You know, I don't feel right working here. You know, and and you know I advanced in leadership and I busted my tail. And I'm like, man, something ain't right. And then you know I ended up taking hits in life, bro. We ended up losing our house. I lost both, not one, but both of the cars. You know, and, you know, and just going through a lot. And, you know, it's like, and I, me and my wife was at a, a breaking point. Like, I don't know if we want to do this. And, you know, God put on my heart. You know, that's when you go, you need to move. I, you know, like, do we need to move to another location? It's like Texas, you know, and came down to Texas um, on my last check. <laughs> and, you know, with my Tahoe, with everything that we had in the in the back trait in the trailer and, and came down here, you know, and, and we stayed with my mom. Me and my kids stayed with my mom. In her living room, and her her it's basically a studio. It's a one bedroom apartment, and me and my kids stayed, and my wife stayed in the living room for an entire year, you know, while I was making that transition, trying to find a job and things like that. But I told myself that I I'm not going to just work a typical. I'm not just going to work a nine to five. That's not. I didn't move down here to come to do that, and I kept continuing to follow my passion. And then so I was how going. Did, through, how how did you um. Uh... Like you know, cause like moving down there with your kids and your girl and standing on in the living room, I know it had to be a little stressful, maybe. Oh heck, yes. How, how did you find the motivation to like keep pushing? Because a lot of times, you know, that is sending people into a depression. You know, with uh, uh, it it was it was it was it was very it was it was cool in the beginning, but it got very challenging and very uncomfortable. You know, and then at the same time, I'm trying to follow my 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 passion. So I'm doing, you know, little reporting gigs here, get eighty dollars here, and I gotta constantly hear, you need to go get you a real job. That ain't gonna help take you know, I had yes, to hear nah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So how do <laughs> So I mean it was uncomfortable and then my mom was well, you need to I need I need, you know, y'all been here this long and you need help on this and it wasn't she was nagging, 
or nothing like that. It was, it would, it, that right there, right there, that, that, that pin that was sticking in me, that right there was like, Mm-mm, I'm going to keep going. I know, I, I know that there's something greater and I continue, I continue to this day to follow that. So I was working at, I had a, uh, man, I worked so many different little temp jobs, but I, at that, right before I came to Norwex, I was working at a kiosk in the mall, you know, a kiosk doing, I don't know if you ever heard of the, the little animals that you can drive around the mall or yeah, whatever. The ride on, the ride on animals. <laughs> I was I was working at a kiosk doing that. I was doing reporting gigs, but it wasn't like consistent. Even like every you know a couple weekends or whatever, and probably get seventy five dollars for that. And then I was also working at Amazon fulfillment, you know. And I've always worked warehouse, so you know I was busting my tail, but it was exhausting, bro. I was working a lot, you know. And then I went to that temp agency and I um, let them know that I was looking for another job or whatever, because I ended up getting fired at Amazon for. It was crazy because I, I mean it wasn't it was something that I thought was was right and they because at Amazon just backstory on the Amazon they have these robots that 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 ride around that they get the products or whatever and there's this zoning area and you're not supposed to go past it and something that fell off one day I'm like man I ain't about to call nobody to come and get this and it's like two steps away from me. I'm gonna just go over here and get it walk the line crossed it ten minutes later they call me in like you violated the and then they fired me right before Christmas man. For walking so, inside the no zone, the robot well, just, just, just try. I was just trying to do something. I thought it was right, and you know, I got fired right before Christmas, and it was crazy. How did it make so, you feel, bro? I was, I was, I was very upset. I was down. I thought it was was stupid, but I mean, I I shook that off. That right there, I shook that off. That like was- you know what? It wasn't meant to be. I'm out to keep pushing. So I went right back to the temp agency in the morning, and I'm like, look, I need another job. And they was like, well, we have this place called. Uh, uh, Norwex, um, you know, we'll give you the website, go look it up. I didn't know anything about this company or not a lot about direct sales. Um, but you know, I went in there with an at, with, with a determination, like, look, I'm going to learn as much as I can while I'm at, you know, in this particular position, you know, what, you know, I was just claiming I'm going to I'm going to learn everything, you know, I'm going to be the best that I can be at this and it's going to lead me, I'm going to do, it's going to lead me somewhere. You know, I'm going to be able to do what I love. So I went in there and started off in the call center my first year, learned everything. Um, I lost my truck when I got to Texas. So there goes transportation, you know. So the job is in Capel, Texas, and we lived in Las Colinas. The bus line doesn't run to Capel. So the lady, and I told the lady, and she was like, well, either you can you can find a way to work or you can we can wait on another job. I'm like, you know what? I need this right now. So I'm going to take it. So I caught every morning. I would I would catch three buses and a train, and then I would have to walk 30 minutes to work every day for training. So I did that throughout the whole entire training. Nobody ever knew. I would just put my little shirt, uh, my button up in my bag so I wouldn't sweat it out walking. Because, you know, Texas hot. You know, some days it'll rain or something, you know. So I did that throughout my entire training. Nobody ever knew. And I ended up sharing it with them. And they were like, oh, my God. But I kept in the drive. I came to work every day suited and booted. And they used to always make fun of me. Bro, would you going to church or something? You about to preach? And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm on a mission. You know, I went in there, took care of business, and just continued to evolve. I ended up um, being able to work on a major project with the transfer, uh, the transformation of our system because it went to one old system to a new system. This is my first year, too. You know, so I got to work with IT. Um, so I helped them with that. Then I had an opportunity to go to my first leadership conference. So, you know, conference that you've seen, that was national. So I got to go to my first leadership conference. And when I went, 
I was just at awe. It was it was like, man, this is it, man. The, like the whole culture, the people, the production. You know, I love production. The you know the cameras, the backstage, the the stuff that was going on. I was just in tune with it. Like, man, this is something about this. This is I want to continue to do. I want to learn more. As soon as I got back, um, I ended up getting a promotion to a senior senior support specialist. So I was helping our high level leaders, you know, and then they. Um, you know, and I ended up building a rapport with all of our leaders across the field. And then um, I ended up, there was an opportunity at national conference. I think it was 2016. You know, one of our uh, international directors at that time, he came to me and he was like, uh, let's let me know if you're cool on time. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Just go ahead. He, <laughs> he came to me and he was like, uh, you know, because, you know, my, you know, my personality is, you know, I'm, it's just me. And he was like, man, what do you, he pulled me to the side. He's like, man, what do you want to do here? And I was like, you know what? You put me in a warehouse, I'm going to be great. It don't matter. You know, like, that was just my attitude. And I, I was serious. You know, like, it don't matter. When you put me, I'm going to I'm going. You going to get your shine on, oh, yeah. We're going to do it. And he was like, all right, we'll check this out. He was like, we're going to national conference. I want you to sit in on one of my webinars. And I'm like, uh, not my webinars, but one of my uh, my workshops. And then when we get back from national conference, we'll talk again. Because he asked me, he's like, are you, are, are you, do you know anything about sales? And I'm like, no, nah, not, no. I don't, you know, not like this type of sale. That's why I made it. That's why he told me to, to, uh, to go to the workshop. Um, so that my director at the time for the call center, she was doing a presentation in front of, you know, a little over a thousand new time, uh, first timers for the event. And she said, you know, she knows that I do public speaking and rap and, you know, it did all that. So I was comfortable with that. So she was like, can you help me write my presentation? I'm like, heck yeah, I'm down. You know, like I'll help you write that and help make sure that you 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 present it in such a way that's you know they're gonna blow their mind. So, you know, we get to conference and everything changed at conference, and they're like, all right, we need you and her to go out there on stage and talk to them about this. This is my first time, bro, being in front of over a thousand people. You know, basically doing what I love, talking to people and getting them excited and all that. That was my first time, you know, and we went out there, we nailed it. They were, they, they loved it. You know, we did a great job. And after that, bro, I did, I, I cried, bro. I'm like, man, like, God, what is this? Like, what just, what just happened? You know, so we get back to, to, to Texas and uh, we get back to uh, yeah, Texas after national conference. And um, I uh, went to HR, I talked to my director and I was like, I want to know more about this position that, that they have, this field development manager um, and a regional sales manager. What is this? So I went to HR just to get the description because I didn't know what this thing was, you know, but it was brought to my attention. So I talked to my director like, man, and we went through it and, you know, it said a lot of travel and this and that. And we were talking back and forth just, you know, you think you can do something like that because you got a lot of kids and that's a lot of time away from home. And just going back and forth, talking through it and crazy. I did, bro, I did not know that there was an open position. I did not apply for this. That's how I know it was God. I did not apply for it. That Wednesday after I got it, I got an email from HR like you have a you have an interview with the international director of sales for the position for field development manager. I'm like, what in the world? So that was cool. So I I partnered up with my director to make sure that you know I have my resume lined up and you know just so I make sure that this you know first time impression is everything. Right. I had my interview was a great interview and he was like, you know, if we're interested, you'll have an interview with our vice president of sales. And then, you know, after that, then you have a interview with the the uh, the co-founder. So I ended up having an interview with her. Went great. Um, and then it was just like a, a, a space and time, you know, 
because I didn't I didn't go around bragging like, I'm about to go for this promotion. I was really quiet about everything because I'm like, if this is for me, God's gonna make a way, and if it's not, I'm still gonna be thankful that you know that I, I got a freaking job, you know, that I, I do this. So, you know, after that, I ended up <laughs> they ended up calling me an HR, and I'm thinking like, dang, what did I do? You know, I'm thinking I'm in trouble. Like, God, dog, I thought I was doing everything right. You know, you don't get a call from HR. You, you they ain't always, you know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dang. I'm like, man, I'm trying to make progress, and they call me in HR. So I go in there, and uh, she, she just sat there, and I'm like, dang, Brankton. I'm just thinking, you know, what's going through your mind. You in HR. So she was like, you've been doing an amazing job since you've been here. Um, you know, your growth is is remarkable you help people out you're just always willing to go above and beyond and i want to let you know that you got the job and i was like and that was the first thing and she was like i want to let you know that your income is going to almost triple from where you're at now and i was like you know like it ain't about the money and i told i told them that in my interview i'm like this this is not about I'm not a person that runs after money or trying to secure the bag. I didn't say that, but I I did tell them like this is not about money for me. This is a You were saying how when you was in HR and they yeah. were telling you you had the job and she told you like, "Hey man, you, your income is about to triple." And you was like, yeah. "Man, this ain't even for the money." Yeah, and it was um you know, because initially when I had my first interview, I let them know, you know, like, <clears throat> it's not about the money with me because it's not. That's that's not where my that's not my, my heart is not chasing after dollars. So, you know, so let me ask you a question. When you say that it takes money, money makes the world go round. Right, so what are right. you? So what is important <laughs> to you if it ain't money? Don't you work? Absolutely. Don't and the thing bills. is, but I don't. And I don't chase money though. Okay. My thing is, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you follow when God's calling, money will come to you. See, everybody talk. I'm about to go get this bag. No, money gonna come to me. You know, my phone ring. It's, it should be. I mean, if you hear a ding on my phone, that's a deposit going. I mean, that's that's my knowledge of it. It's not like I gotta go run and go get this and I gotta go do this. No, money should be coming to me. Right. So, so that's my. So for people, people that hear you say that. They might uh, take it like, as long as I believe, as long as I pray and sit <laughs> down, and this going to come. No. I mean, no, yes. I'm not going to say no. Yes. You want to do that. What what I'm trying to say is. Like, when... the, like explain to us. Okay. So, because you, you a God-fearing man. You, mm-hmm. so, uh, a lot of people get into the math frame where, when they hear you say that. Like, I'm not about money. Right. Yeah. And and they and they hear you and they be like, well, it costs money to, you know, it costs, it costs to live. No, you're right. You know, and then then you like, well, I have bigger stuff than money. You know what I'm saying? Tell me, what's more important than money? All right, look at it like this. Is this isn't a word? If anybody wanna look it up, you know, we will not be conformed to the things of this world, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I say it again: we will not be conformed to the things of the world. Things of the world are materialistic things that comes along with money, but we'll be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yes, we need money, but and people say it wrong all the time: money is the root of all evil. No, that's incorrect. That is an invalid statement. If you hear anybody say that it's wrong, the love of money is the root of all evil. I don't love money. It's materialistic. I can't take it with me. 
I'm, I value my health more than money. I value family more than money. I value, you know, things that, that, that you, that you have to hold on to, you know, money. Yes. Money is important. And the thing is, we're going to have, I'm going to have plenty of it. So I'm not going to ever going to worry about it because the more money that I have, the more people I'm going to be able to help. So yes, we need, we need money to a certain extent, but I don't glorify it. And when I say, when that, when you, when you're walking in your purpose, you're doing the things that you love. So for example, for your show, I'm pretty sure you can do this all right now. You're, you, if you were to do this and not get paid, you are passionate about what you're doing because of your why you want to empower people, uplift people. So the money is just a benefit to what you're doing, but you're passionate about this. Does that make sense? Yeah, because as soon as I be able to cover my rent with this, it definitely would pay off. That's just going to be that's a benefit. It. Yeah, that's it. When right. I got my first check off of doing what I love and they wrote my name on that joker, like, I'm like, dang, this is what this feels like? You know, because for so long, my, my pops gets told me all the time about it. He like, well, quit doing stuff for free. Quit doing stuff for free. And I get it. You know, but it's like I'm passionate and I know that it's a process, you know, and then, you know, when I was doing what I was loved for so long and if somebody actually saw the value in what I did and they wrote me a check, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But it was just it's a benefit, you know, so if you keep doing what you love and you keep taking it to the next level, they can write you bigger checks. But that's just the benefit of doing what you love. So what what did you so uh, what would you like? OK, so I'm trying to. What advice per se would you give somebody? Okay, so you know how people be at home, right? They right, right. They, they in a the place. They like, man, I'm praying. I'm trying. No, not 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 trying. I'm praying, and I want it. But how important is the action of trying? Like, cause you know, a lot of people think that you know you could just sit at home and pray for it and it'll happen. <laughs> That's funny. Um, faith is there without works. That's that, I'm giving you word. Faith is there without works. You can be praying about a thing, but you got to move your feet. You still got to put in the action. That's where faith comes in. Faith thing is the thing that we're hoping for. You know, you can't just like I'm gonna be. I, I'm gonna have this business. I'm gonna do all this, and then like God, I'm praying. You give me this business and everything. Like, and He's just waiting on you. It's not saying that He's not gonna answer your prayer, but He wants to see you move, and He'll show you favor in your actions. He want to see he you put see in that dedication. He want to see exactly. you trying. Faith is dead without works. Works meaning that you need to put a, a plan together. You need to, you know, you need to do the actions that's going to get to that goal. And he'll, he'll, he'll guide you along the way. And he'll show you favor along the way. See, as well. I think, I think a lot of people think when you praying and their relationship with God is a, uh, get, fix it quick or get rich quick scheme. You know what I'm saying? They think like, you know, like, oh, okay. I'm doing bad prayer, praying, praying. Like I'm uh, God, please forgive me. Please help me. Help me out. Yeah. Like uh bring uh I'm speaking it to an existence. Like I really want it to happen, but yeah. they forget the part about putting your feet in motion and going out there <laughs> right. and grabbing what's yours. Right. Like cause That's God right. give you the power, but a lot of people forget about their movement. You know what I'm saying? Cause it takes like a for like for instance with a car. You put gas in the car. Start it up, press the pedal, and it goes through the cycle and starts your engine. A lot of you people gotta put your foot in the pedal. <laughs> a lot of people forget that part. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. And I, I don't want to call it laziness. I just call it misinformed on what the actions are supposed to be. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of times, people, I think, man, with religion, uh, it, it 
God is always the best. You know what I'm saying? God, yeah. I mean, if you don't believe in God, started this, you know, you could just look around at the trees and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people have. So how, my outlook on religion has changed. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, mine too, though. Mine and, too. Uh, my relationship with God has changed, and it has developed into something different. Me myself personally, I'm more spiritual. That's me. Yeah. Than religion based, like so. I don't want to call myself like Christian or Catholic or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I read the Quran, the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I read different, different books. You know what I'm saying? I pray to a God. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to subscribe to stuff that will taint my faith. Yeah. You know, because a lot of, a lot of times, you know, religion will take you off your course. You know, it it could it could be like a drug for some people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It could be like a hype. Yeah, you know what I'm really. saying? Like Easter Sunday. You know how Easter Sunday be and everybody be like, uh, Easter Sunday is the time where the churches is most packed, and but then you have more people being like, I don't, I don't go to church on Sun, on Easter because I go every other day and Easter just a day for people to to show off. You, wow, yeah. You know what That's I'm true. saying? Like you have, yeah. you know, and um, I, I found a lot of conflicting. When I do my research and do my history, I find a lot of conflicting stuff with religion. You know what I'm saying? So in order for it to not tear me away from it and for yeah. me to still be enriched by it, I, I use a philosophy of it is a higher power. You can call him God, Jehovah, Allah, or whatever you want to call him. Just have something you can put your faith into that can lead you in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Because, because yeah, I, because I'm, are you, you Christian, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I don't like when I see people downing other people's religion. You know, or trying to make their religion the top spot. Yeah, that's that's right though, because, and that's why we gotta get religion out of the way and 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 be more in tune spiritually. You know, like the things, like for example, like if love. You know, love your love your neighbor. You know, these are common sense. You think common sense things. You know, we get tuned into religion and like you can't. I'm not gonna down another religion. I'm gonna treat people with respect. I'm gonna treat you with love. I'm gonna uplift you. I'm gonna speak life. I'm gonna do positive things. And I believe in myself. I believe that that's Christ-like. You know, you know, and then and by living that type of lifestyle, you'll become you'll get more closer to it's my God or somebody's higher power, but it gets you closer to that, that truth, you know? And like I said, I believe in God, you know, I believe that Jesus died on the Christ for, I mean, on the cross for our sins. I'm still gaining a deeper understanding of the Holy spirit and things like that. But as I'm doing the things that are right, then a lot of those things make a lot more sense. Then when I read the word, even the stuff that I don't understand, there's always that thing that stands out like, yeah, that's true. Like in the word, it says tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, character, hope. I can't sit there and say that's a lie because it is real. Tribulation does produce perseverance. It means when I go through something, it may seem hard, but for some reason, I still keep going. And then through that, my character is developing. I'm knowing how to deal with certain situations. And at the end of it, I have that faith because I'm believing in something. So when I read things like that, it's it's relevant to my situation and it makes sense and it's and it's true to me. What what advice could you give like to struggling, like just black man, any man, just a struggling man that's like, man, uh, I want to 
turn my life to God or I want to turn my life positive. Yeah. But like, what about the uncertainty that I might not get killed the next day? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, what about the uncertainty? Because you know how a lot of people be like, I want to change. But what is, yeah. what, what is going to help? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what would it help if I really start picking up the trash and not littering? When you yeah. got 30,000 other people littering. You know what I'm saying? What 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 good would it like so you you saying you change your life right you you don't ride yeah. around with the strap no more and all that right what good did it do though because you still lose homies right and you still yeah. you still struggle with life <clears throat> stuff you know well, what I'm saying? Pers- well everything changed bro everything changed because there was a moment i still remember it was a summertime um and i had ended up dropping out of college came back i was you know i was working and i was hustling at the same time you know i was I, my foot was in the street i was i was i was neck in in there you know and you know we had been shot at a few times and then i lost one of my homies i remember sitting on the we got shot out at this gas station and we ended up meeting up at chill house after that and we all was just sitting there just talking about life and my partner Merle, he said bro i got a death wish over my life it's a death wish, you know. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be here that much more, much, that much longer. And it was crazy that he said that. And we like, nah, bro, you tripping? Like, we good, you know? Like, we good. And not even a month later, he was gone. Mm. The same thing happened to my other partner. He was on Facebook. I ain't seen him a long time, and he said, bro, I don't think I'm a uh, some. I don't think I'm gonna be here. He said something like that, and I reached out to him like. Bro, keep your head up, bro. Just, you know, just praying everything would be all right. He was gone within a month again. Just last September, you know, two of my partners, I had talked to my my boy, Fabi, when he got out of jail. When he first got out, he had reached out to me on Facebook like, bro, I see what you're doing. And this is another reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm sharing this because it is relevant. He reached out. He was like, man, I see the change that you made, like, that's what's up, bro. Keep doing that. I wish I had a second chance to do something like that. And I told him, I'm like, bro, like, if God can use me, he can use you. You got a second. You know, you can you can do this. You just got to take, you got to be intentional and take them steps. Last September, him and his brother got killed. Damn. Last week, my cousin in Las Vegas, and this is, this is all, this is all going to what you were saying. My cousin in Las Vegas, my wife's cousin, it's her first cousin. They're like brother and sister, and I just happen to be able to have a relationship with them on thank you i got a call and this is that all them pictures that you've seen on facebook me in front of all the people and all that yeah. this happened that same week the same week right before i went i got a call and my wife had told me that uh they found him in his apartment um non-responsive that same morning right before conference was getting ready to start my auntie called me and was like you know he passed away um, at 3 a.m., which he really passed away at 1, but she said he had passed away at 3, you know. So that happened. Then while I'm at conference, I think it was Friday, I got a text message. My godfather passed. You know, so in the, in the, <laughs> this is all why all this has happened. And the reason I say this is, you know, for a person that is dealing with that, that just feels like, man, life is just, it ain't working for me. Everybody dying or all my homies locked up and everything like that is I look at it different now. My perspective has changed and I'm, I'm hurt and I'm still hurt, you know, like, but the thing that I'm learning is 
first of all, to appreciate life, you know, and second of all, you know, it's a reason for everything. Sometimes it's a reason, it's seasons, you know, things are seasonal, hard times are seasonal. It, it happens in seasons and it's a part of growth. And once we understand that from a different perspective, when we get out of our flesh and start thinking spiritually, then we understand like this life and this body that we're in right now is just temporary anyway. True. We just glorify. That's why it says we do not be conformed to the things of this world because the things of this world are temporary. Yeah, we want the money, cars, clothes, and all this the success or whatever. And it's like, it's temporary. So don't worship or glorify. Be thankful for the things that actually matter. How many times do people actually wake up in the morning and just, just get a kick out of just, just breathing? Man, you know, they don't. People don't understand that. I didn't even do it, you know, until I, like you said meditate. Now I started meditating too. And one thing that they talk about is just listen to yourself, breathe. It may sound crazy, but it's like, you know what? Those are the things that we take for granted because somebody's in a hospital on a ventilator and they can't even breathe for themselves. And we take for granted of that very thing that we can do every single day. My dad always tell me that whenever I'm going through something, he hear me, he like, everything good? I'm like, oh, I'm going through something. He like, hey, just remember, man, you got your health, you got your kids. You could be... Bro, my dad said this. He says the same. I, I don't even want to call him half the time And when I'm going through something. I know he's going to give me the same line. Yeah. He's like, son, your kid's in good health, man. They're beautiful. You got to, you know, it's like. You walking. Yeah, he was like, you, you, you ain't got no aches and no pains. Your yeah. body's still in good shape. You same don't even work my out. Dad still, so I get it. So, yeah. That's the wisdom. That's the wisdom. I'm going to have my dad. I got my dad coming. Uh, my dad actually is going to be a guest on the upcoming show. Oh, that's gonna be good. I gotta hear that. Yeah, my dad's gonna be a guest on the upcoming show, and uh, yeah, man, because that's another thing too. Um, fatherhood amongst us. Ooh, yeah, man, you that's know. big for me. Hey, does it does it make you feel funny when you be out with your sons or like with your kids without like your without your wife, and somebody come up to you and overly praise you, kind of? I mean, it happens all no, the time. I, like how does that make you feel though? Like, does it? How does it make you feel? Like, how does that make you feel? Because, man, being a father is one of the greatest feelings I've ever felt in my life. And being a father has been one of the most challenging things that I've faced in my life as well, especially the fight that I've had, I've, I'm going through, um, you know, and being a father as well and what it really means to be a father. But it feels good. It feels really good. And especially, I'm proud, you know, to to be able to say I got five boys and three girls, it's my legacy. You know, you know, if each one of them had two kids, I had 16 grandkids. So to some people, they're like, what are you tripping? Like to me, I'm like, that's legacy. You don't understand what that means. I mean that and I got this tattoo behind my ear and it means legacy. And it's like the things that I envision, the things that I see, you know, I may not even be able to live them out. I may not be here for it, but that's, that just means that they're going to live it out. You know, I'll be, I'm gonna be here even when I'm gone. And and that, that's legacy. So being a father is, I mean, I can say it's the best feeling, bro. I get really passionate about it. I've been so, I've been through so much as a father. I've seen the ups and the downs. And one day the world will know my story and the stuff that I'm going through. When it, I, I, cause, conversation. Yeah, because I know, I know your struggles. Uh, I, I, can, I, I remember meeting you. Fuck, man, this is fucking almost 10 years ago. 
more than 10 years ago. This is probably 12 years ago. Uh, Mm -mm. Man, I remember you fighting for one of your kids. Yep. I remember you I remember you hustling, but always trying to keep a legit job. I remember <laughs> you always kept a clean image. You always you you've been this person. You was just this person in another environment. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You always you always been this person, bro. You always been the you was the road manager, bro. You used to, like <laughs> I remember like you used to get everybody together, make sure everything was handled. Like I seen you in this mode. You know what I'm saying? I seen yeah. you when we used to come to chill apartment and we all stayed in the same apartments or yeah. around the corner, yeah. you know? And uh, I remember those nights. Uh, you used to be like, man, I'm trying to get my kid. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I, I need my kid. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I think I could do a, the best job. I need it. And, yeah. and you're like, man, I, I didn't know it was this hard trying to That's do weird. this. The courts, the... The issues with the mom, the the, yeah. the personal issues and the struggles. Man, I have seen you overcome a lot, bro. And I want to definitely say I'm proud of you and the transition you made because a lot of people get lost in the transition. A lot of people, you know, they, they a lot of people can make people knock their hustle. You know, people like you can't knock the hustle. A lot of people let them knock their life. You know, yeah, you, you got you got you got eight. You I'm on the calendar. You got eight. You got eight, and it's like. A lot of people look at that like a, a girl wouldn't even talk to a dude with five kids. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got two kid, two baby mamas, and my girl be like, you know, when I first met my girl, she's like, oh, two baby mamas. Even when I tell people, like, I got two baby mamas, they be like, oh, hold on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. But I'm like, uh, we, we straight? Like, it ain't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's a very interesting thing seeing a father struggle because a father's struggles don't get documented like a woman's struggle. Amen, brother. I just, I just, I, I'm gonna have a show on here with all my partners because I got a lot of single dads. I got a lot of, uh, and I remember you being a single dad. I remember, yeah. I remember you with a car full of kids and a hammer <laughs> and a hammer. I'm, I'm, trying glad, to, I'm glad somebody, somebody seen seen it from the lens dude, that nobody else does because they they just think it's just this so happening overnight. When, when you mentioned. You know, uh, when you mention tragedies like when the one incident you talk about when uh, you know when you when you had the fortunate incident hella years ago when you got robbed with your kid in the car with you, yeah. Like somebody might hear that like, oh, why was he on the kid in the car with him? My dude was out there trying to get to it and be a good dad at the same damn time. <laughs> like, yeah, for real, because you know at that time, bro, like. I didn't ever, I didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't do well with handouts. I don't, I don't like that. That never been me. I don't like asking nobody for anything. And, you know, when, when, when I found out that I had with us having a daughter, I was 19. And I was like, that right there, that was like, I got to get it. You know, like I'm a work, I got to go. I'm in college. When I was in college, bro, they was, you need to, you need to drop out of college. You can come take care of your kids. Like it was very discouraging. So my first year of college was good. I played football. I had a academic and a uh, athletic scholarship. My first year was, it was pretty decent, but that second year when it really kicked in, like when she was been there arrived, like I ain't have a car. I had to go get a, buy a car. I was working at Taco Bell hustling and, you know, I want to act in college, you know, so my focus deteriorated from, 
focusing on my books and trying to be to take care. And then when I got back home, my dad, my pops was like, don't think you're coming home and you ain't going to work. Cause right. I, you know, like, and I'm glad he did that, you know? And then I was like, I know how to hustle because I got a business mindset and, but I never did buddy hustle. That, that would, I didn't do the gangs and all that wasn't me. Right. Me, I was, I hustled because I wanted an extra income so I could take care of me my, and my, my baby girl. And I didn't have to ask nobody for nothing. And that's what I did. And then in that process, you know, because when you're in the streets, you don't ever, if you if you a person listening to this call and you think that you can just, you know, kind of put your tiptoe in the street and then you can dive back out, you can you can cut, you can forget it. It don't happen like you that. You die like that. Once you in, you 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 in, yeah. and that's how it happened to me because it started off with a couple a couple dime bags, then it went to a quarter, then my quarter went to it, you know, then then it, you know we couple was, zips. Yeah. And, and then then you know then I got you know I, I you know it happened, and yeah. I, I I don't I don't fabricate I don't talk about this stuff like that because I don't want to promote it, but that my mindset I wasn't thinking about what I was I was trying to earn an income i seen like okay this is easy you know i can do this and boom 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 you know i was think i was that's that business mind and still have so time to do everything else so you would be like yeah i can bust six knocks that'll be enough yeah. money like a day worth of working yeah. i didn't cut and, down eight hour shift to two hours and still exactly. got time to. Yeah. and i wasn't i wasn't thinking like i was i never was like i'm gonna depend on the streets hell no i had a full-time job all the time every time you you are like most of y'all like i know y'all y'all always been like i remember we used to hang <laughs> we used to hang out crazy late and i used to still be you know big syrup i used to be in like the chill mode i'm out there hanging yeah. out and y'all y'all be like come out the room and begin dress i'm like where y'all going he like i work. work i'm like Bruh, you so you hung out all night and gotta go to work. You like, yeah, <laughs> it's only for like, real, bro. Like this is I all I got. Out, yeah, I moved out and you know what I'm saying like, I'm I got my own place and I didn't stay in the hood, bro. We moved to the suburbs, got a car, had two cars. You know what I'm saying like, and I was hustling at the same time and had connections at the job and it was like I was able to take a little bit of extra money and put it with with my re-up and you know i can have more money that was my thing is i can i can i can be able to provide i'm a but provider a bro. money huh as exactly and that's my mindset then i got that's what i said if you try to put your foot in the street and then and then try to step out like me like it started off little and then it was like dang if i can i can make a couple thousand in a day i mean well shoot you know like i'm, I'm gonna do it a little bit more heavier then then i started taking risk you know then you know, like out of towns, all that type of stuff. Double out of yeah. town, bro. I, I I did crazy stuff, bro. I had stuff shipped to me, like it was crazy. And like I said, I don't. I'm not saying it's to promote it. I don't feel good about it, but it's things oh, no, like yeah. I took. This risk is part of your learning I process. A, I took risk because I wanted to be a good father to be able to provide, but my mindset was in the wrong place. And you know, like I said, being a father, it has its struggles, man. And then you know when I came to you know was trying to take going through drama and taking your kids and then attorney fees you know they bought a thousand just for a retainer and i'm like man i just i got a, a nine to five you know i had a hustle so i could pay off my 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 attorney and, a, lot, you know, a lot of people don't know about that fact because people think people they see us they be like y'all just hustling because y'all like belts it's like nah we buy belts to make us happy in the midst right. of <laughs> having to pay for this shit like because people don't know like people think like oh you out here and you thugging you thugging but if you really out here in these streets court cases cost 
protection costs. You know what I'm saying? Losses costs. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like you have to protect yourself. That costs. Man, for real. And I, 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 I took, man, I, I, I went through a lot, bro. Just even being dabbling in the streets. And then I had little petty charges, but I kept, I was in and out of jail all the time, bro. And this was at the hardest time of my life. And I was just going through the most, bro. I lost a lot. Bounties came and got me on, on, it was crazy. And it was like, I went through a lot, bro. And I was just trying to do the right thing. So if anybody's listening right now and you, when you start trying to do the right thing, best believe that anything and everything is going to come at you. Negativity, hatred, you know, financial issues everything's gonna come at you especially when you like especially so if you make up your mind tonight like you know what after hearing this i'm about to i'm about to i'm about to be on a straight and narrow i'm about to i'm about to quit cussing i'm about to boom 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 and then as soon as as soon as you say that you're everything gonna get a phone gonna come yeah Ooh, everything gonna come you're gonna you know want to snap off but expect that and when that happens you know that's you know just you just gotta be ready mentally and it and it, it takes a while bro. a lot a lot of times I, I that's when the faith come in oh yes you know that's you when the faith come in because a lot of people so i'm gonna get into deeper in some other episodes about like religion and christ you know what i'm saying and how i yeah. feel but um that faith you know what i'm saying that's so um, let me explain so how I look at religion and how I look at Christianity per, per se or any kind of religion, right? Especially Christianity yeah. because you can't see God. So it's very faith-based. You know what I'm saying? It's very... Yeah. Right, right, right. Man, that's, and that's hard for us. Yeah. Because we ain't, you know, as being growing up black, you ain't really... Don't trust nothing you can't see. <laughs> like you know, like just being real though, like growing yeah, up in a black real. household, it's like if somebody tell you like I got fifty for you, but I'm gonna get you next week, you like I can't trust that. You know, so, yeah, I so somebody, <laughs> so somebody telling you like, you know, believe in something you can't see, never seen, never heard the voice yeah. of, it can be very hard. But I'm here to tell people that it doesn't have to be. I'm not promoting like go to Christianity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying yeah. that finding God, a God, Allah, Jehovah, whoever, finding the God can enrich you with a faith that can help you out in those <clears throat> trying times. Cause yeah. man, when you don't got nobody and you down and you hurt and you trying to figure it out, man, sometimes you might have to pray to somebody you've never seen before. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it not, that's difficult to tell a young shootout victim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, it, it. your lights I off. Your lights off at home. It's hella hard to be like, "Hey, look, man. Hey, it's gonna work out." You know what I'm saying? You keep praying. And you hear that? Yeah, yeah, it's hella hard. But I'm here to tell people, as you know, and from my guessing, the information we show is that believe in something. Put your faith in something. And one thing about putting your faith in something is that God never goes wrong that's one thing i can't say about because you know i'm i have my personal christianity discrepancies you know what i'm saying like (laughs) i got i got my personal yeah i I got i got my personal gripes and you know as a black man when you start dealing with black history you know it gets a conflict when you go to before slavery and what religion we were believing in 
Yep, I get it. You know, I get it. the white man, the white man's Jesus and all of that stuff, you know? Yep, so it, it can make you feel like, well, that ain't for me. But yep, what I'm here to I say is it. that uh, just how we find goodness out of anything, just how we think chillings is good, just how we think, you know what I'm saying? Just how we, no, for real though, just how we find goodness in the little things, you know, barbecues, kicking it with auntie, you know what I'm saying? We always find the goodness out of something minimum you know what i'm saying and one thing about believing in god is i i, I always tell people like if anytime you want to pull something out of nowhere i would suggest you go to jesus you know what i'm saying like if you want to pull a and pull something out of something you can't see like if you want to trust in anything you should trust in jesus that's what i meant to say you know what i'm yes. saying like if you want to put your blind trust your blind mm -hmm. faith into something i would yeah. suggest that because it is something that can empower you you know what i'm saying he's a perfect example of of how we should behave how we should act how our faith should be i mean and, and that's e and, and, and that's even if you don't subscribe to christianity yeah. you know what i'm saying it's a model yeah for you model. yeah and that's what a lot of I, Talking about religion, people get, you know, they feel conflicted because people don't want to say, like, because they think they're denouncing the religion, you know? Or being biased. Right. You know? But the thing I be trying to tell people is use it as what it's meant to be used for. Yeah. It's meant to put you on the right track. It's meant to build you up. It's meant to give you direction. It's meant to give you hope. It's meant to yeah. try to give you knowledge and understanding. So if it's that, if it can give you all that, what can it hurt to try it? And and that's and that's that's where that's that's where I, my 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 faith strengthen is because it's like you know what you have these things about religion and whatnot you know and based off of what I know you know from the Bible and in my understanding and belief in God and, and Jesus dying on the cross and these things like based off of what I read it's not it's it hasn't been false. It hasn't been it, it hasn't been false. I haven't been I haven't been able to be like, well, that's not right because it's in in the things that I do understand from the word. It's like it it, it does make sense. It's it's this was written thousands of years ago, but how is this thing still relevant right now? So that's what makes it my curiosity continues to build. Therefore, I read more in depth and I ask more questions. And you know, then that's how your faith strengthens. And then once you find yourself doing that, then you you're getting closer. Hey, and that's real. And you know something, um, and, and this is for everybody that's listening. Even if you can't grasp the concept of God per se, the Christian God, Christianity God, go to Islam, go to Buddhism, go to somewhere where a higher power can give you some kind of enrichment and hope so you can believe in yourself. Because yeah. well, I would, I would, I would, I would just tell them this. So I wouldn't, you know, encourage them to just just fall into something. No, not fall into something, but don't be scared to explore. Yes, yeah. do you I mean read? You know, find out. You know, because if you if you just if I if I tell you, hey, this is the way, and you just go this way, you know, you need to you need to find your God will lead you. He will he will guide you where you need to go. So say you try this, and you know, then you read up on this, and you read up on this. 
eventually it's going to line up because you're going to see truth and what you're going to see some type of truth and you're going to see some type something that's false so it is it'll all line itself up and then your your spirit and your faith will continue to you know it, your faith will uh will strengthen and you'll start having a deeper understanding like i said we got to get past religion and really hone into you know the bigger purpose of it Exactly. And that's and, and that's where I'm at right now, personally. Like my belief is based off of my experiences and the things that I've learned and things that have been instilled in me. And even the things that have been instilled with me, at a point of time I have questioned it. You know, like I right, they you said this, but you know, I questioned it and with that questioning it built curiosity and I went to go look. So, you know, like let that curiosity continue to build and to continue to search and just follow your heart. And that's, and that's the thing. And, um, that's a good note, man. I wanted to thank you for sharing this with everybody, man. I wanted to thank you for sharing this, man. Uh, before we get out of here, right. I have a thing I do on my show. It's called three and out, right? Yeah. So three and out is where I ask my guests to give people one movie, one book, one either track or album that can give that you like that's you know what i'm saying that you found something from um let's see dang i had it right on the tip of my tongue when i was doing oh an album that you want to go check out is uh his name is brand uh brandon uh braven don p it's spelled b-r-v-n-d-o-n um, space P um, and his album is called um, Better Late Than Never um, he, he's a um, I guess you can call him a, a, a Christian hip hop artist uh, but he's dope and you bro you know me I know music so I ain't gonna just put you on some yeah you know, that's what I'm saying yeah yeah like you know like I, I say cornball music but you know this is a relevant sound the writing the producing he's out in Cali actually okay Sacramento, matter of fact, nine one six. Right by you me. Know, yeah, like he out there looking up, but his album is dope, and he has uh, uh, who is I forgot who is his producer. Uh, dang, it's got this up the top of. But just go check him out. He's dope. His album is dope, and you know I've been following him for a while. I Man, I could put y'all on a whole bunch of uh, music. That <laughs> I mean, I could put you on a whole bunch, but his album is dope. Also, Aaron Cole. Uh, Aaron Cole, he um, his last al- album, Virginia Boy, that was that was on point. He just dropped a new single called Motions, another hot track. That mug is dope. I mean, these cats got bars, dude. Like for real. Like, go look them up. I want you to go look them up because you looking like, but nah, nah. So that's the point of three and out. The point of three and out is to we trying to give suggestions for people to to look into. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, wanna... he got. His his album, those are the two most recent albums that I've those those are what I've been playing most frequently. Like them right there, like super dope. You know, and it's and it's really the sound is relevant. When I say it's relevant, you know, everybody likes that sound that's now Yeah, that newer sound rap, but the newer cadence and sound. Yeah, the cadence and sound, the writing, the producing. This is not your typical music. So I wouldn't you know, go check them out. Um, what is a book? Um, uh, 
one of my favorite authors is, is T.D. Jakes. He has a book called uh, Destiny. Um, that's a good book. Also, I know you said three and out. I didn't get you like oh, five. No, it's okay, though, because the, the whole point of the three and out is to to try to to try to give people that. You know what I'm saying? We want to suggest yeah. the suggestions and stuff. Um, so you that said, book, yeah, that's, that's a good book. That's a good book. Destiny is a good book and instinct. There was a movie, uh, I forgot. I can't, I, that's not, it's at the tip of my tongue, but I don't know. I forgot what it was. So I probably don't got a movie for you right now. Uh, but it was a, it was a dang, I forgot what it was, bro. But, <laughs> Give us another book, then. Uh, like I said, Destiny and uh, by TD Jakes and Instinct. 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 I would I would encourage you reading Instinct first. Destiny is is a great book. Instinct is. I read that book in my transition, and that 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 book right there is is a life changer. It was life changing for me. It's one of my favorite books. It's actually one of the books, you know. I, you know, I love to read to a certain extent. You know, I'm always busy, so I never find time. But I did find time to finish that book, so that's one of my favorites. But uh, check those albums out. Uh, Raven Don P. Um, his album, album, um, Better Late Than Never, and check out Aaron Cole. Um, his album is Virginia Boy, and his new single is. Um, his new single is called Motions, and he has another single with uh, Corinne Hawthorne. Um, forgot what the name was it was, but when you look up Aaron Cole, you'll see that that stuff comes up. Dope okay. artist. I love okay. to hear what people got to say about it. And yeah, and that's, what, that's the point of three and out, man. I just want everybody to, you know, give everybody suggestions because this whole experience, this whole platform is about spreading knowledge, understanding, and wisdom between people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people pray for that, and we just trying to up one and bring it to the physical right here. You know what I'm saying? So straight up, that's that's a that's a big thing. Uh, before we go, I want you to let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on, what you got coming up. Let them know. Straight up, and hey, you can um, go to Facebook. You can look me up. It's Demario Scott Senior. That's D E capital M A R I O. Last name Scott S C O T T Senior. Um, on Instagram is at um, at the Connect. That's you know, of course, the at sign. Then T H E C O N N E K C. Um, and that's how you can find me. And um, feel free to if you if you want to if you you know you reach out to me via inbox if you got questions or suggestions. Or and if somebody like if if somebody interested in connecting with Norex and everything y'all got going on. Absolutely. They can also Let me contact know. you. Let me know. Even if you got questions, you're curious about this opportunity uh, with Norris, I'll be more than happy to fill you in and, you know, give you more information about it. It's a great opportunity. It's changing. If you just want to buy some products to try them out for yourself, just let me know, and I'll make sure that I get you the information. What about if we got some young brothers out there that just might want to hit you up to get some advice on life? Or something. And I'm open. Cool? I'm yeah. an open book. I've always told people that, you know, I've never been the type to be like, I only take calls after this time. No, hit me up. It doesn't matter. You could be going through a situation if you just need somebody to talk to. And he's up I early. He's up early in I'm, the morning. I'm up early. I'm up sure. early. I'm up I'm up late. I'm a I'm a I'm a relatable person. I'm I'm just me. I'm not judgmental. So if you just if you feel like, you know, you you on the edge or you just having issues, whatever, just call. I got an ear. I'm not saying I got all the answers, but trust and believe, 
if you got a problem that I don't know how to answer, we're going to work together. We're going to find out the solution. That's just me because I love y'all. And that's real. And I want to thank you so much, man. Little yo, Demario. I want to thank you. I want to say I appreciate you, bro. I, you my little bro, but I always looked up to you, my dude. Like, you definitely, um, you're a role model. You, uh, you are... You are the essence of what a successful young black man. You are the prototype, bro. You are him, bro. I didn't see you, but we didn't been sliding. We didn't yeah. came to here. And to see yeah. to see you with your kids, with your family, with your wife, man. To see you grow to here, bro. It's just it blows my mind, bro. I'm I'm blown away, bro. I'm so thankful for you being coming on here, being a guest. Straight up. Just keep it up, man. And uh I appreciate it, man. Let me let me leave you with something because you know it's only in my heart. I cannot leave without putting this in your and but without sowing this seed into you right now. Um and I'm talking straight to you. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is a ministry, this is a platform for you. Um, bro, you're getting ready to change life. you're changing lives. So I'm encouraging you right now to to change the way that you talk. There's no more ifs, it's when, and, and it's not how, it's it's about creating uh, a solution to what this is. The vision, if you can see it, it's done. But the thing is, the vision starts in your mouth. See, people think that the vision starts in your eyes, but it starts in your mouth because you, know, you can only see as far as you can see, but your mouth can speak things into existence. So I want you to continue to speak those things as if they are. So it's no more, I'm thinking about doing this business. No, my business is going to look like this. It's going to be ran like this. I'm going to have this many staff. I'm going to make this increase. I'm going to change these lives. I'm going to do this. Talk like that. Change your talk as of today. That's what it is. Because as soon as it comes out your mouth, it is a reality. You know, continue to strengthen your faith. Continue to utilize this platform to change lives because that's what you're doing. Because on this call, I was able to have an opportunity to share my story. There was a point in time that I didn't think nobody wanted to know my story. But you empowered me today. You inspired me. You you uplifted me. And even though it seemed like I was the one up to lifting you, you don't understand what you've done to me. And I, I, I know for a fact that, that the seed, that you put in the ground is going to reap a harvest. It's going to flourish and it's going to pour in your life. It's going to change your life in a way that you cannot even imagine your generations to come are going to be changed by this seed right now. And I had to let you know that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, he almost made me cry. This has been my homeboy for a long time, man. And I appreciate you so much, man. Demario Scott, this has been another episode of Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe and we out. If the work week is stressing you out and you're searching for a relaxing Sunday morning vibe, then come on.